he's bad. Bad as ever, baby. Then he's back with a vengeance. Turn me up a little bit. The baddest motherfucker around. You ready to fly? Casanova. Uh, I got vibes on grooves, on grooves, on vibes. I pass and I hand them out. My style just say, God damn. You gon' think I'm a frying skillet, how I'm panning out. I don't get too outlandish now. I'm the truth and I know it. They give me the groove and I show it. I'm moving profusely and juking. And if we ain't kin, I'ma take a high duke and throw it. He's bad, baby. Girl, I'm just too groovy. Yeah, I am. He's bad. Put more bitches in place than a landlady. I'm the boss, you bitch, you. I got a hold on it. This shit jujitsu. My hair and my bitches is something I picked through. This hoe is a lizard the way that she lick you. And I nickname my razor blade five cent. Cause if you move wrong, this bitch might nick you. Like premature babies, I'm very sure that I'm the baddest. This shit has been ever clear. Not if a nigga hating and throwing shade, then foot massage. I'm the pedicure. Try me, bitch. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 89 of the Splash Cast Monday Night Raw. I am your co-host, Reggie. Here, you know, we discuss the Around the League edition, uh, HBCU news around the culture, basketball, football, splashes of the week. We just had our pregame. Again, I am your co-host, Reggie. I'm your co-host, Norwood. Welcome to the pod, the audio experience for the people who are listening, the video experience for the people who are watching. Always remember, like, follow, and subscribe. You like the pod, so tell somebody else about it. It's pretty fantastic. We appreciate everybody tuning in with us today, man. We appreciate it all. We are here live on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, not live on Instagram. Live on Instagram on Saturdays until we get IG producer. Uh, we're also on Twitch as well. Uh, remember to do what? What are the three things they got to do, Norwood? Like, follow, subscribe. Tell other people, hey, hit the favorite button. Give yeah, us man. some, give us some positive rating. We are a burgeoning black business. Give Support us a black five business. star yeah. rating, man. You know, you come here for the HBCU news. You come here for the news around the league and some unbiased, untainted opinions when it comes to sports and everything that's coming out. HBCUs, uh, <clears throat> we are definitely biased towards. I ain't gonna HBCUs. say I'm not biased. I, I never root for Georgia, not a day in my life. See, now, ladies and gentlemen, for those that are, have have been tuning in to the Splash Cast, you know that the Georgia Bulldogs are the two-time national champions, current national champions of college football playoffs, done some things that have never been done before. Uh, I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything at all. I just put on the hat. Dang. I didn't reference nothing. I was cool. I got all of my insults about Florida off. I ain't say nothing bad. It is the Florida fan. I, I didn't over say there. anything bad either. It's the Florida fan over there that <laughs> likes to try to turn things up, likes to try to gaslight some stuff. It's cool though. I'll never root for Florida either. You can root for Florida. I never. I, I would never champions. ask you to do that. I would root for the. Or national never. Champions. So, with that being said, y'all know what it is. You come here for HBCU news around the culture. That's our first segment. That is our most important segment. That is a segment that is nearest and dearest to our hearts. Uh, got a few things we're going to talk about. Um, some stuff that's on mainstream media. Okay. Some stuff that's on, <laughs> some stuff that's on mainstream media. 
some stuff doesn't make it to mainstream media um, and it makes it to social media. But then I don't think it's highlighted enough. Uh, well, we don't think it's highlighted enough. We, we reported back when Fisk was the first HBCU to compete with right. gymnastics. Uh, we are now proud to announce that Talladega College has become the second HBCU to have a gymnastics program and compete in NCAA history. Um, they announced it about a week ago. This The news came out about three or four days ago. So shout out to Talladega College for continuing the trend of kicking down doors that are still closed or were closed in 2023. Talladega for some of you people. Ooh, this is a fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to hear him. Yes, in Talladega College. Talladega. Uh, <laughs> that's, a, that's a reference oh, yes, to Hampton, Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Congratulations uh, on this uh, getting a team. I, I like to see more HBCUs with gymnastic programs. I think that now that we have two, I, I hope that there will be more to, to join them. And much success to them, just like Fizz. Fizz came right in and punched people in the mouth. So I would expect the same thing out of uh out of Talladega. You know, I'm a proponent of keeping all of our all of our athletes home. Why why send the resources to other institutions when our communities need the resources as well? Probably more because we are shortchanged in almost every Wait. level. You think if you give people an opportunity like to play quarterback, then maybe you'll have two black quarterbacks in a Super Bowl? The Black Bowl. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. So, like giving people opportunity, then maybe they'll have the opportunity to show off their gifts. Is that what you're alluding to, my friend? Yes. 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 Wow. And who knew? All it takes is <laughs> all it takes is one school. So again, shout out to Fisk. Uh, we also know that this isn't something that happens overnight. This isn't something that happens in 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 weeks. So it's oh, not it's like Talad, Talladega, Talladega saw Fisk and decided we're going to do it too. This was already in the works. Um, I want to praise and send admiration and love and uh, uh, congratulations to the front offices of these schools um, for getting this done, working through all the paperwork with the NCAA, and, and allowing for more of our athletes to stay home and circulate the money in the community. So this is wonderful all year also, right, all around. Go ahead. I want to thank all the people who support us and know that this is an endeavor for us, who send us these things so that we can cover them on the podcast and get them out there. Thank you guys who do it. And to all the people who listen, if y'all catch something, y'all think that we should talk about it, hey, send it to us. Send More it to her, us, All we do is throw it, you know, throw it in the group. And if it makes the cut, it makes the cut. Yeah, man, and just let you know, there's not many HBCU topics that don't make the cut. So, like, we are going to talk about everything. That's what we're here for now. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of. These people fight. Speaking of. Oh, we're going to get there. Shout out to, to that school up there in D.C., man. Shout out to Howard. First, uh, the Howard University swim team um, uh, has the only all-black swim team in college swimming and their meets are they have been called the hottest around there from swag sir i have done a little bit of research on this um coach nick askew has said that more and more schools want to come to howard versus hosting 
because of the atmosphere that is created at Howard University through at, at their swim at their school and their facilities. That is awesome. Now, as a, as a, a guy who was once a college age man, I could 100 percent understand what exactly parts of the atmosphere that you might want to see at Howard University. Um, if you haven't been, it is a, it is a wonderful campus on campus. Now stay on campus. Don't go off campus. But on campus, I'm sure if you are a man of college age, it will be fantastic, and that atmosphere will it will come through your pores, out your soul, and you thoroughly enjoy that the atmosphere that is there for you. You will, man. You will, man. I I have said I went on record. Uh, and in our meetings, I have said that the splash cast needs to make some of these events. I have no problem uh, going to the gymnastic events, supporting Fisk and Talladega, uh, going to Howard and supporting that uh, and viewing this in person. Uh, we are also looking for if people that have a background in gymnastics, we're not going to say we are the most well versed in that sport. But if you would like to accompany or meet us there, if you're in the area, we would love there and to get your expertise and even possibly have you on the show. Uh, but we definitely want to support these these schools and these these up and coming programs so that they can definitely one keep the focus on them so that they can garner more money and more support uh, as well. Absolutely, give them give them the platform that they deserve, and that's what we're here for. Give and them the platform and how are people go go to these things? Go we have to go to the event. We have to support the event so that we can have more. Definitely support all your HBCU sports, even the small, the small ones, even more. Let's say that. Definitely, 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 definitely. All right, man. So we did Talladega. Let's shout out to uh, Tennessee State real quick. I'm going to play this. So what y'all are hearing. I guess that's first pause first. Let me introduce it. Tennessee State's university's marching band gets a historic Grammy win. They became the first HBCU band to win a Grammy award for their gospel album, The Urban Hymnal, which was released last fall. Um, that is fantastic. We're gonna I'm gonna play this and then I'm gonna let Norwood jump in. Uh, I'm gonna play this so you can hear the reaction as they win. For those watching, look at look at the. Could you imagine? No, I couldn't. And that was gonna be my statement. Y'all better hope Hampton never wins a Grammy. <laughs> Hampton wins a Grammy. I will buy the replica Grammy. I'll put it right back there, and y'all will see it in every episode. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm not playing with y'all. I will make sure that the Hampton Grammy makes it in every episode. Uh, congratulations, think, Tennessee State. If I was going to work, I'd be like, hey, man, my college just won a Grammy this weekend. What did y'all do? <laughs> um, so, this is a W. I'm jealous, and I'm kind of hating. There's a few things that catch my eye here. The thought that they put out an album. The fact that they took, for all the bands that we championed, right, um, Hampton, FAMU, Bethune-Cookman, Southern, Jackson State, Grambling, uh, Norfolk State, South Carolina State. For all the bands that we Hampton. I said Hampton first. <laughs> I know. I uh, just. Oh, you said it again? Never say it too many for times. For all the bands that we champion, I don't. I'm And y'all correct us if we're wrong in the comments. 
I don't know of a band that put out an album, just an entire album. You saying yes? It happened. It has? It, I think it used to happen a lot more back in the day. Mm-hmm. I think it's something that I hope that they would look into going forward. That's a way to generate money. Streams. Can you imagine? Do you imagine how many streams that they have? I because you definitely release an album, you put it on a stream. You gotta put it on. That's part yeah. of music today. But then, you, what? What you gonna compose the music? Because you just can't re-record somebody else's music and put it out. Like, well, I can't say that you can't. But I mean, it's the people like it, that. That does not seem like the easiest thing to do. Hmm? I would assume that you could get a release. You, if an HBCU band, and let's be honest, they cover gospel music. Gospel music that we listen to that is dominated by black people. If you are a black gospel singer and an HBCU band says, Hey, can I get you to sign off on us recording this as we, while we play it and releasing it? If you say, no, you you gotta pay me, huh? It would be, I mean, I'm assuming the HBCUs or they pay you for it. uh, If they can monetize it. you you could come out looking pretty bad if they say nah they wouldn't let us record it, they wouldn't let us release it. I mean now now I see, <laughs> yeah, I see now I see now. I don't have now. No, you're right. You don't have to. Nice. You have as the composer but and bro, writer and producer, you, you have every me, right I to take say my no. My intellectual property and my hard on work and, and my life's creation. I got sign it over to y'all now. Ain't with that neither now. <laughs> Well, I mean, if, you take, if, pod, if you're the band, you got to take off and, and these HBs, we got to give it to you. You got to, you got to yeah, assume that the, I know you got to assume the band, they would come to an agreement because if you're the artist, if I'm listening to these songs now, who's to say that they didn't write it though? The urban hymnal, that might be their own music that they composed. I, have but, I mean, we also know like the thing that we love the most about the black band is either like the older adaptations of great legendary songs or the ability to be like socially relevant and whatever the new song is. So there does, it's a give and take of you got to have some good music that we want to hear. Now, if you have some original, I'm not against that. Clearly, I just made a 36 song playlist of a bunch of people who uh, I'm getting to know. So I'm with that. But I know that for the the large majority they're going to want hey I want to hear something that I've already heard can you dress it up and make it real and that's where it gets tricky but do it do it, don't man. hurt to ask yeah yeah and sneaky I don't know it sounds like we might have been missing out on opportunities but you know I mean it's, it's, or, it's an idea going hey, forward just be a gangster and just put it on SoundCloud over and over again until Marvin Gaye no, people call No, you. just no, just all right. Well, scamming one on one here. <laughs> Create a profile of a person, and y'all record the song, and you just upload it. That's it. I, I mean, what are they gonna You're do? Right, this, this is that's David Smith. The David Smith SoundCloud. I don't know why he keep uh, uploading melodies from heaven from Fam. You marching one hundred, but cool story, bro. <laughs> That thing slapped in the morning. What you talking? 
Uh, in other news, man, other news. So shout out to Tennessee State, man. We kind of, I don't want us to, to get that lost. Shout out to Tennessee State, man. No, I said That's congratulations, awesome. and I'm hating. I made, I made my intentions very clear. <laughs> uh, so if for those that have followed the Ed Reed saga, it looks like the Bill Cookman has definitely moved forward and moved away from Ed Reed. Raymond Woody Jr., has been hired. I hate that the article says to replace Ed Reed as head coach at Bethune Cookman. Here's why I hate it. He Ed is Reed replacing never, Ed Reed. Ed Reed would never sign a contract. It was only a handshake, and then he got himself fired from a non-job. He got fired on his day off. There's he technically sure, he, he was never fired. really the coach. They didn't ratify the contract. I don't think that ha- I don't think that's a firing. That's just a we don't want you. But well, congratulations, Mr. Woody. He, oh, excuse me, Coach Woody. He played at Bethune Cookman uh, for I think four years, three or four years. Mm-hmm. After that, he actually went on and he coached at Florida Atlantic. He was most recently on on the staff of Willie Tagger, who was just recently let go. Uh, but this is good because I think that you're getting more back to a familiar face who's comfortable with the university, who's from you know who spent the majority of his coaching career in Florida. Uh, this may not be the name that that you guys wanted, but after it might be the, what you mean, if you, this the the saga, the fiasco, I just want to see this program move in the right direction at this point. Yeah, unfortunately or fortunately, um, the spotlight has been put on this place. The spotlight has been put on Ed Reed. We're not gonna show him. The spotlight has been put on this university, and. Like it or not, whatever side you stand on in the Ed Reed saga, you we all will be watching how the administration moves forward, um, what goes on moving forward. So the spotlight is on you. You can either capitalize or you can capsize, one or the other. Hey, for sure. Now, none of us agree with the way that Ed exited, but we're, we would also be a fool to believe that none of his issues – weren't true where found yeah yeah we're not real or unfounded mm-hmm. and i mean that ball is really back in your court to a much higher degree now definitely he said it he didn't point it out now you gotta fix it <laughs> reggie theus all uh uh the administration oh it's tight it's, hey y'all oh. you hey now you the only real option you got from here is to become an all-american you gotta be the goat at your job because they waiting for you to mess up now Yep, and as soon as you it. mess up, you know <laughs> what they're going to say. It was right. I told you. Yep. Them I told you so people are waiting. So you can't give them that opportunity. Can't give and them that opportunity. they told you so. <laughs> yep. At, yep. Now, yep. And I want y'all to understand that. We was very hard on Ed Reed, but we are a. Hey, accountability goes both ways. Y'all yep. got to get it right. Yeah. If y'all got to have a school trash pickup every Wednesday and every Friday, then that the hell that's what it'll be. Somebody brought that up. Where where's the D nine? Isn't that something that like the D nine would would lead, uh, or uh, some of your I organizations mean, that are on schools, that, your that, that's student not government, really, your SGA? Like, isn't that? It could be. It it should be all the student organizations. Yeah. I mean that that's their responsibility. The campus gives you a place to do different things and, and to express yourself however you want to. It should be your responsibility to, to clean up and take care of the campus. Now. I think that they should take a more concerted effort, number one. But their their issue is is kind of bigger than that. Mm-hmm. 
if it was just like regular trash on the campus, you're right. Y'all get out there and everybody put their shirt on for whatever organization you're in, student government, you know, student union, all of that, and you go out there and pick up trash. <laughs> Their thing is they have a lot of mold in things in buildings because safety hazards. You can't send kids in there to do anything with that. No. That is it. Yeah, that's a whole different ballgame. So at this I, point, I agree. you got to gotta let the school take the lead. But if I went to Bethune-Cookman or I was an alum from Bethune-Cookman, there there would be a no-trash policy on the campus. Like, yeah, yeah. It, you got to be your own enforcer. You got to be your own enforcer. It, it it would be on 10 because you know that everybody's looking at you as the, the, the university who had trash everywhere. So I, when I tell you my is looking like what is that Japan or China where they have no trash anywhere? That's how we gotta be every day. Yeah, and it you sucks for all parties you. involved. But we we hey, you you not finna embarrass us in front of all these people. And alumni association, hold them accountable, y'all. They they spoke mm. about you know they changed uh, the alumni association makeup and all this other stuff to try to get more giving and you can they restructured and all of that stuff hold them accountable donate money holds power donate may hold them accountable make sure they do what they say that they're doing and pop up on canvas always 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 hey 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 hey, hey, hey. y'all just gonna let this trash be here See, that's one thing <laughs> by hampton hampton will look at you stupid we don't know you from a can of paint hey, pick up that trash player <laughs> yeah Ew, what you, you, you. Hey. What y'all, what you throwing it on the floor for? What you throwing it on the ground for? Pick that shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and the thing is, you get real, hey, bro, you just gonna leave that there? That's how, that's how, hey. You know, you how, gonna leave you that know there? how much it costs to go, hey, if you don't pick that, bro. Yeah, hey, we, we pay for this, for this cleanup. Y'all pick it up. We pay for these shrubs. <laughs> Hands on it. <laughs> pick that up. Pick that up. That was that's, that's not cool. Seven twenty thousand a semester if you ain't got no scholarship. Uh, hey, pick, pick it up. If you if you if you don't pick that piece of trash up <laughs> off that floor, we're gonna pick you up off this floor. One of the two. Hey man. Uh, shout out to, to my other school. Like a basketball player. To my other school. Shout out to Coach Cater. Uh, uh, Roger Cater and also Ricky Weeks will be inducted tonight into the National College Baseball Hall of Fame. This happened three days ago, uh, but they'll be in the National Baseball College National College Baseball Hall of Fame, which is a big deal. Um, uh, Coach Roger Cater has been there for was at Southern University for years. Uh, they had the best, one of the best, if not the best, swag baseball teams and runs since he was there uh also ricky weeks jr ended up making it to the major leagues so shout out to both of them as well definitely earned congratulations to to coach cater especially as a former member of the atlanta braves uh system he was drafted in 1973 and played five seasons within the Braves system you know we love the braves here we also love hbcus <laughs> it's a great time for both of them Definitely, man, and I, I look forward to more Jaguars, the Southernites, uh, being inducted into these Hall of Fame. They got a they got a nice little run of Hall of Famers over there um, at Southern. So, shout out to them as well. Finally, you know it's draft time, draft season, draft season. FAMU's Isaiah Land was listed as one of the top five fastest running uh, linebackers at the Senior Bowl. He actually ran a he ran at seventeen point eight one miles per hour, 
which was the fifth fastest amongst players, tight ends and linebackers at the Senior Bowl. Uh, of course, Dorian Williams from Tulane and Luke Musgrave from Oregon State were the top two. But Isaiah Land was so good, they actually um, played him all over, played him all over the field. So here's him at the Senior Bowl. He actually gets a sack off the edge because he is known as an edge rusher. Uh, he actually led the NCAA in sacks. But that's him right here coming off the edge. But then what you don't know and what you don't see is they actually tried him here at middle linebacker, and he had a tackle for loss on his, mm. first play, on his second play at middle linebacker. So what's that showing that he's versatile and he can play every – he can rush the passer, he can tackle, and he can run. Um and shout out I mean, everybody wants well. wants the Michael Parsons esque guy. Yep. And if if you're fast and you can tackle, hey man, we'll we'll find a way to get you on the field. I don't care where you came from. Good football travels. Isaiah Land and and of course everybody knows Aubrey Miller Jr. from Jackson State. If you don't remember, he was the one after the celebration bowl against North Carolina Central when everybody was leaving and going to Colorado. He said, Come home come to Jackson State, everything you can do is here, right here. That's Aubrey Miller Jr. He has seven tackles, five solo. Land had two tackles, one sack, and a tackle for loss. All in limited minutes because you have to play like three, go three deep on the depth chart because they have so many players trying to highlight. So shout out to the HBCU athletes showing up and showing out at the Reese's Senior Bowl. Uh, Norwood, did we miss anything? I don't think we've come to the end. I told you everything was positive at HBCU. Close. Everything was positive at HBCU news so far. Um, if you did get a chance, did you? I did watch the uh, the classic uh, on TNT with Hampton, Norfolk State, Morgan State, and Delaware State. I did watch that on TNT. Hampton, y'all gotta get it together. Can't be losing Norfolk State all the time. What's going on, man? <laughs> yeah, prayers for that. With that being situation. <laughs> With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the HBCU News Around the Culture segment. It is now time for our basketball segment. Go get your little snack, get your little drinky drinks some water. Get ready because it's about to be a lot of fighting and pettiness and jokes. Now, since you've made it to this portion in the podcast, there is a reminder that will be a playlist. It will be out Wednesday. It will be 36 songs. You will enjoy all 36 songs. See you then. All 36. See y'all then. We will be right back. Take about five, uh, three minute break, and we'll be back with the basketball. Well, said we finna change classes. (laughs) (laughs) Put your books in your locker. Come right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our basketball segment of episode 89 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition, Monday Night Raw, for those that are tuning in with us. We appreciate it. Got a few things we're going to talk about today. Uh, where you want to start at, Norwood? Actually, I know where I'm going to start. We're going to be positive. Um, I don't know if this is positive, but it's interesting. It is. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and get that out of the way. I mean... The I WNBA was in, in hindsight at first I was gonna say surely positive and then we will talk about why this may not be positive for the very rest of the episode. Uh <laughs> so I digress respectfully. Maybe w- you don't have to do everything that the men do. Men are stupid. How about that? Put that on a reel. So 
there was a super team era. I don't know if there is one now in the NBA, but for a while there Atlanta was Hawks. Yeah. There... <laughs> <laughs> Damn, we got a Hawks supportive podcast in Fresh Line, y'all. I ain't super nothing. Super tired of y'all. Yeah, so the Las Vegas uh Aces. I wouldn't say they were a super team before this, but I wouldn't say they weren't. They've always been trying to build a super team out there. I think they had Liz Cambage before the and they when they, when she was there they were a super team. They were going to be a super they team. They were trying yeah. to build a super team. Um the super team age in the NBA has pretty much come to an end. I don't think there's really a super team out there that is Really? I don't I don't think there's a super and, team out there. And let's let's not say that it's over. Let's say that this year there are no there're definitely no super teams left. But I am 100% sure, especially after what transpired today, there will be some more super teaming up at the end of this year. Now, I don't, th- this I don't year, know. If, I, I think Adam Silver has set up the the setup to where it's, it's very difficult to be a, have to create a super team. Well, when we get down there, let's talk about that. Yep. But Coming back. super team era, the thing about the WNBA, when you underpay people, uh, you have a chance to just stack up on a whole bunch of resources because, or a whole bunch of players because you underpay them. And if you want me to be honest, I'm I'm gonna throw the shots in there, but the Las Vegas Aces signed Candace Parker. Candace Parker is one of the greatest NBA, WNBA players, greatest basketball players of all time. I think she's won at every level. Um, she won yes. in Chicago. Uh, she took Chicago to the shout out to the Chicago Sky. Uh, she also won with the LA Sparks. Um, she now has moved on to the Las Vegas Aces, and it's funny how they have her first in this photo. I think Asia Houston is probably that's probably Asia Houston's team. I think they're the Asia Wilson. Um, Jesus, Asia Houston, Asia Houston went to Hampton University. Asia Houston went to Hampton University. Shout out to Asia. She sings as well. Uh, book her. Uh, basketball player. You're right. Uh, (laughs) I see what you did now. Asia Wilson. Asia Wilson is the isn't she the league MVP? Finals MVP. Uh she was rookie of the year. Like she is like Miss Basketball since oh, her days. Overall at- <laughs> great legendary basketball player. Uh to me, she may be like the Patrick Mahomes of the WNBA right now. I mean she And if she's is- single, she can drop a number in my D. <laughs> Let it post you up. Uh she's been winning since South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> she was defensive player like Draymond That's what Green. Is, yeah. <laughs> uh everything. But she I think that's her team. But the Las Vegas Aces have to be or were considered yeah. may be considered to some as the the favorite to win the championship until Brianna Stewart left the Seattle Storm aside within the, the New York Liberty. And I was like, Jesus. That's like opposite ends of the nation, but you have two Super team. Brianna Stewart was like MVP not too long ago. Yeah, is this is this the new equivalent of? And that Shanklin, like she's good as hell too. Uh, Lakers Celtics. No. I mean, I mean, you it could hope. be. You, you could hope, hope so. Maybe they're trying to. I mean, they're trying to. They're definitely trying to. And heck, they got Ledecky up there in New York too. Like, 
They are gonna also, if I'm you're a, the WNBA, I don't know if you've released your schedules yet, but this gotta be game one. This gotta be first game. Gotta be the first game. You gotta change also, everything else. Also, definitely a piece of trash because I used to be in love with Liz Cambage and has now faded for Asia Wilson. <laughs> I'm a one woman man. I know that. Uh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of you see you be setting me up for jokes, dog. <laughs> Do that right over the plate. I just nope, nope, no. I will not. There is no slander. But shout out to the to the to the WNBA for creating these super teams. I also think that this is will also garner a lot of attention, um, and and grow the market that is the WNBA and women's basketball. I think this is wonderful. This is a scenario where maybe you needed super teams. Never know. Uh, moving on, man. Moving on. <laughs> hey, so <laughs> Paul Pierce is slowly becoming one of my favorite people. Uh, J.R. Smith also is hilarious and has always been one of my favorite people. Paul Pierce is known to toot his own horn, meaning he thinks he's one of the top ten greats. He thinks he was better than LeBron, or he's better than Bron. He calls himself. He puts himself in the category with like Kobe and all of them. <laughs> Paul I, Pierce, go ahead. I don't hate it. I don't hate it. So, I like the fact that he has like this consummate belief in self. I think that's the only way that you can make it that far. I think his is just the goofy version of what Kobe had. Kobe had consummate belief in self, but used it as like anger fuel. Paul Pierce is just uh, kind of goofy. Like, but he was. I mean, at the at his peak, the truth was the truth. I mean, he'll tell he'll tell you what he's going to do. And also, kick your ass. Not not a like not the greatest athlete in the world either. No, just six eight, but has a lot of skill. So I mean, he, he kind of like Luca body to me. <laughs> With hops, yeah, better hops than Luca though. You could dunk now. Sure, you dunk that's on not... when he was younger. It's not a lot. But Paul Pierce asked. He released a photo that said, uh, or the Daily Loud released a photo that said Paul Pierce wants to know who's beating this five. Kevin Garnett at the five. I'm assuming Jason Tatum at the four, Paul Pierce at the three, Jalen Brown at the two, Marcus Smart at the one. Paul Pierce wants to know who's beating this five. I'm going to repeat that again. Kevin Garnett at the five. Yeah. Jason Tatum at the four, <laughs> Paul Pierce at the three, Jalen Brown at the two, uh, Marcus Smart at the one. J.R. Smith responded and said a lot of teams. Now, this is where it gets tricky <laughs> no, because I 100% agree. It is a lot of teams beating them. <laughs> yes. But you're also looking at what you assume to be four Hall of Famers and a top-tier defender. You think four? I would say right now three, depending on what Jalen Brown does to – Oh, yeah, I'm I'm booking Jalen Brown's – yeah, I know you are. Oh, I, I, I know that's where you're going. I, I would say it's three with the trajectory that they're on. I think Jalen may have to either they're going to have to give him some more shots or he's he going to have to get his – because they're viewed as Jason Tatum's team. This is viewed as Jason Tatum's team. You can pull. You could try to pull up stats. Everybody who go- you could try to pull up stats and all of that. This is viewed as – Jason Tatum is in the player of the year conversation, and Jalen Brown is not. This is viewed as Jason Tatum's team. But this is the thing. Every time, most times, well, I'm going to say every time. 
majority of times when you go to the Hall of Fame, you go with somebody else. You got Shaq and Kobe. So just because you have a great player next to you doesn't mean that both of y'all can't go. Right now, he averages 27 points, seven rebounds, and three assists. And he is, I don't think he's even peaked yet. I don't think he has either, but he's definitely. And and also, God forbid he ever get his own team. We'll get to that. Come on down, good brother. But um, I agree with J.R. Smith. Adios, Trey. Well. This, is, this is really, this is a good team, but there's a lot of teams beating this team. A lot of teams. Yeah, Jordan 15, I mean, I mean yeah, Jordan. I mean, we, you know how we feel about Jordan. Jordan, and you can pretty much put anybody. And I think he's yeah, gonna, all those Jordan teams. You can go ahead and wipe off the map. Uh, Showtime Lakers gonna wipe you off the map. Uh, the Warriors with KD wipe you off the map. Uh, the the yeah, Cavs you know, with LeBron. I mean, that's where I was going next. I said <laughs> LeBron got a few times. Team y'all on out of that too. The Heat. You just better be the, like, hey man. The, you see this? You 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 positioned your question incorrectly. In order not to get played, <laughs> you should say these five guys right here will give you hell. And I 100 percent 48 minutes. Now they will guard the shit out of you for 48 minutes. This is gonna this, be a frustrating. This game. is hellacious defense. Is trash talk and it's good old fashioned basketball. Mm-hmm. But they ain't unbeatable either. Now, no, you no, might I- you might get beat by them. Shaq Magic. And by my, I say probably definitely. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Shaq Magic. I mean, Shaq Magic, for a team that didn't win a championship, the Shaq Magic could beat a lot of teams because Shaq at the Magic was so athletic. (laughs) He was so – no, Shaq was Shaq. Because Shaq was Magic. (laughs) Shaq was – Shaq became the all-encompassing Hall of Fame player in L.A. He was just the athletic freak. In, in in Orlando. He did he was doing that, stuff that Giannis is doing now, but at a hundred pounds heavier. Like that's insane. That's we'll who Zion that. is. Shaq. Shaq Magic, just shorter. Yeah. He can be. He can be. He's gonna have to he he can be. You are right. He is. He's built in the mold of a Shaq playing the Shaq and Barkley put together. To me. I think he's more of a mold of Barkley. Yeah, you know, Barkley just, is more skilled. Him yeah. not being three hundred pounds is and Penny would give and I ain't gonna lie, Penny Penny would give Marcus Smart some, oh. some work now. Penny was six seven. Penny was six seven. Marcus first Smart of all, three. Marcus Smart ain't guarding Penny. You better put Jalen Brown on. Well then, then who's guarding Nick Anderson? Nick Anderson at the time was a problem. Marcus Smart. You'd probably be better off. Uh, yeah, I probably put Marcus Smart on him just because Penny was so tall. And then you put Scott, you got to put, I'm assuming Tatum on Scott, which means you put Paul Pierce on Horace Grant. That's barbecue chicken in the post. (laughs) Penny will go to work, man. But but Paul going to shoot that thing too now. I mean, unfortunately, I think that Kevin Garnett just gets dogged. On the love him yeah. to death. Yeah, yeah. Magic Shack. Yeah, you can't go around him. You can't go through him. <laughs> hey, I, Kevin. It, I mean, it, Kevin. Hey, hey, ticket. You are. We have the most respect for you, and I think you have the most respect for yourself. Shaquille O'Neal is the most dominant basketball player I've ever seen. 
probably and he's in an argument as being the most dominant basketball player of all time. I think the only other person that they talk about in that category is Wilt Chamberlain because Wilt Chamberlain, yeah, his stats are just. I I don't I don't I can't fathom watching somebody average fifty four points, thirty four rebounds, fifteen assists, fifteen but blocks. This is- is the thing I can't, and I'm gonna tell you, it's just messed up to even say. Imagine Shaq during the Will era. I mean, they wouldn't imagine. Even, imagine anybody in the well, Will era. Will, no, Will but in Shaq the Will era specifically. Will was Shaq, Shaq in the Will era. <laughs> that's what I'm that's telling what it was. you. But also, Shaq, there would probably not be an NBA because Shaq would have ripped the rim off every one of them. Yeah, yeah, they ain't had no breakaway rims back then, dog. Uh, <laughs> He uh, put a whole gym down in the uh, high school gym, dog. But um, I don't. Yeah, I, yeah, that big fella there. He everywhere he go, the, the gym be under construction after he leave. <laughs> but Shaq, Shaq and Wilt's time. I mean, I think it just looked like Wilt I, I, to me. It would look like Wilt, and you would have like Bill Russell out there. Remember, you got Bill Russell jumped over people. Like I agree with all of that, but Shaq's just ability to. They have changed backboards and rims because of Shaquille O'Neal. They changed the rules because of Wilt Chamberlain. They changed the rules. I agree with that, <laughs> but the rim was still intact when he left. Shaquille O'Neal has a tree in his backyard of all the rims and backboards he has broken. And the science of the 50s, oh, man. <laughs> We're not making it to halftime with this poor rim here. So you more talking about not skill, just him breaking backboards. I was, I thought you meant like him in oh, the 50s no 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 wise. no not on the skin i don't think that especially then everybody in the nba five seven boy shaq would be wilt shaq would have wilt numbers if he played in wilt time to me i think that's that, all it would i be. think that his numbers would be even higher and i think uh, the i think he would probably have ended the nba i disagree Sneaky. i think <laughs> russell would try to guard quit. shaq i don't know if he could stop him but i think he would he would try to like tire him out and outrun him and all that. That's the problem though. Orlando Shaq don't get tired. Orlando Shaq just outran you. So that would be the problem. Uh but to answer that, J.R. Smith is correct. Any a lot of teams would beat y'all. Moving on real quick before we get to the fights. Stephen Curry supposed to miss multiple weeks with a sprain tear of some cartilage and ligaments and a whole bunch of stuff. Actually, they said more than a couple weeks. They said he might be out for a while. Uh, in his knee um, multiple weeks as Atlanta Hawks fans when a team says we'll be reevaluated in a few weeks means you got to add Double two it. to three weeks after that <laughs> Stephen Double Curry it. will be reevaluated assessing that four weeks expect eight you're lucky if you get six Steph Curry will be reevaluated in two to four weeks which is and if they say PRP injection <laughs> It's over. <laughs> Next season. Yeah, go ahead and get you another season. Steph Curry. Well, we was getting them PRPs, and they turned to DNPs. Did not play ever again. Uh, but prayers, tease a piece of Steph Curry, man. It was it was an ugly injury. Somebody fell into the outside of his left knee, um, and he limped off the court and didn't come back. Uh, it looks like he won't be back for a while, man. And they are, I think, right at the right in the play-in, if I'm not mistaken. So this is a big run, big big time for them. So, hey, Jordan Poole, you just got paid, right? <laughs> Earn your money. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, let's talk about uh, why <laughs> James Harden should have made the All Star game. 
Because he's an all-star. James Harden. No, he made the all-star game. Didn't he make the all-star? Snubbed. Oh. I can't believe that. James Harden. Doc Rivers has asked James Harden to basically take a step back as a scorer and get everybody else involved. And James Harden is doing that. I want to say he's almost he's averaging like the typical dominant all around player averages like thirty or twenty eight eight and seven or twenty seven seven and seven something like that. He's averaging so wild numbers, and he was left off. He is get Joel Embiid is having I wouldn't say a career year because every year that we say he's having a career year, the next year he has a career year. He's just having another stellar year. Um, and Joel Embiid said, as a playmaker, I don't think there's anybody in the league as far as getting guys wide open. Shots and running our offense are better than James Harden. And that's the truth. James Harden is doing what we want Trey Young to do. <laughs> Set him up. Go ahead and hit it out yes. of the so you get angry. No, no. I mean, for me, <laughs> it's wild that I'm the guy who I think I'm one of the the, the bigger James Harden supporters. When everybody uh, said he fell off because he, he got fat, I was like, "Oh yeah, you talking about?" Nah, that. it's a lot of people who really. When he left Houston, a lot of people said he was fat and out of shape and would never recover. And then I would always ask him, well, half "Explain to me when true. he fell off." Half of that was true. He was out of shape. He was big and out of shape. He still was cooking. Yeah, but he was still big and out of shape. That half of that was true. Not saying that he wasn't gonna be able, wasn't gonna be able to come back was. That might have been hasty. That might have been hasty. That was it was stupid because there's not even a point where you can be like, oh man, he didn't play good. He didn't play a lot because he was unhappy with his situation, which clearly all of this was Kyrie's fault. And by way of it being Kyrie's fault, this is all Kevin Durant's fault. I'm so happy we're gonna talk about this today. This will be But I mean he did that in Houston though. He did that in Houston too, though. He he when he got fed up in Houston, he stopped working out. He based that's that's how he would force his way out. He would show up bigger, uh, heavier than what he was supposed to be, out of shape. He did the same thing, and when he did it in Brooklyn, he did the same thing too. And now he's in Philly, a place that he likes. He's in shape. And he's back to cooking. I you know I mean I don't think he ever stopped cooking. He just stopped eating. Okay, well he stopped eating. It's a bar there. <laughs> Don't stop cooking, just stop eating. <laughs> but yeah, man, shout out to James Harden in the 76ers, man. I can't believe he was snubbed. I can't believe that he was snubbed, to be honest. I can, but I because people are humans. <laughs> I don't even know where that is on the um on the list. But uh what else we got? What else we got? What else we got before we get to these fights? Uh, Coach Rondo, Coach Rondo, Coach Rondo is going back to Kentucky uh, to be to work on the. I told y'all first. Twenty twenty three, twenty twenty four. What do you mean you told us first? Oh, because you called him Coach Rondo. <laughs> the thing is, he's been wasted. I mean, well, in hindsight, it's the end of your career. You just steal the money, do it. But Rondo should have been coaching by five years ago. Well, I mean, damn, you've been in the NBA by now, Rondo. <laughs> you could have been back. The bag. The bag, well, they were still paying him. So if they're going to pay me more to sit on the bench, then I can still pseudo coach and get paid. That's just double dipping. I am. Ex- as many jokes as I've made about Coach Rondo, I do think that he's going to be an excellent coach. The thing that does concern me about him is his 
attitude. He be he's very he is notorious for being confrontational, for having a relatively short fuse. And I do think that he knows a lot, but you know, people think that he knows that people think that he thinks that he knows everything. He's a know-it-all. They think he's but, a know-it-all. Yeah. I'm okay with that, man. To watch him play basketball and jump into that team with adults and and gain their respect almost immediately from guys who don't give respect very often. I have the most respect for him, and I want to, I want to see more of this, but these are the type of guys who have played in the NBA who I want to see. Give them a chance to coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, there's... What I do like about this generation, our generation, the generation behind us, there's there's a lot of challenging of the gatekeeping. There's no more only a certain demographic, only a certain player that was viewed as a smart player. You know, back then, and when I say back then, I hate to say it, but I mean Rondo played in what oh eight, oh seven, oh six, oh five. He was a Kentucky oh five back then, and even in the nineties and mm-hmm. in the eighties, they said that. You know, black athletes weren't smart enough and they were just overly athletically talented, but they didn't have the smarts to run a team. And so the less athletically inclined, the the Anglo-Saxons were always dubbed as being smart, right? Smarter than this. It goes back to like Duke versus Arkansas when Arkansas beat Duke with Nolan Richardson for the national um, championship. And Arkansas was clearly, I mean, they were good. They were better. And everybody picked Duke because they're smarter basketball team. Same thing. So the fact that how am I? Why did I bring all that? The fact that now the gatekeeping is gone. You're allowing these players, former players, to go back and become become coaches. Uh, especially from our generation is is fulfilling for me to see. So shout out to Coach Rondo, man, and shout out to Norwood for giving him Coach Rondo. I think I think we should get some type of Hawks placard. I- with Coach Rondo on there. I mean, he, that's what he was doing for us, Coach. Wasn't playing. <laughs> we weren't bad either when he was here. Ain't going to lie to you. Now, ain't going to lie to you. Oh, people who could join. I mean, we think that Nate's probably going to be out of there. Rondo, you want to be on the staff, bro? Let us know. Uh, Let's get to the troll part of the uh, – to the troll part. Uh, If y'all remember Tyrese Halliburton uh, is having one of the best oh, years of his career. Talking. Oh, we're going to get there too. Uh, the best year of the career. Uh, he is he is an all star. Uh, I think he's second in the league in assists or first in the league in assists. He's shooting like fifty percent from the field, forty five percent from three. Uh, he's playing out of this world. Has the Pacers at sixth or seventh in the standings. Um, if you remember, and one Wally of the Zerby, most oh. mutually beneficial trades I've seen in a very, very long time from the Kings for Demontis Sabonis. I mean, everybody won so far. Uh, Wally Zerbiak went on TV and told and said that, you know, the wannabe all-star, he's not an all-star yet, the wannabe all-star, he shouldn't be taking these shots. He was just very, very overly critical. Um, and a lot of people shot at Wally Zerbiak for that. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton didn't say anything, really. He said, you know, that's his opinion. I'm going to do what I do. You know, I haven't really – his, his shot was I haven't heard of him. Well – the moment he was announced as an all-star, he changed his Twitter profile pic to Wally Zerbiak from when he criticized us. The genius move, genius move to me. I would, I would, I would have put uh, 
uh, I would have put wannabe all star, and then crossed out wannabe. <laughs> it's Wait, it. is, is is this his third season? Is this mm-hmm. Halliburton's third season? Second or third? Yeah. Funny story. Wally Zerbiak was his only all star. Was his third season. So it looks like y'all on pace. <laughs> I've had a better career and, and, than you in three years. Is what you really? And no, 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 no. I'm not gonna say that because Wally Zerbiak was an all star his third year too. But you look at both of them, and Wally Zerbiak was also drafted six, so it's not like he was a chump. Halliburton will have a better career than you, big dog. <laughs> By <laughs> next know. year. Let me tell you something. <laughs> you ain't going to have to wait long to, to, to make that comparison. That's going to be next year. Hey. <laughs> Matter of hey, fact, yeah, it's going to be this boy. year. As soon as he get all NBA something, it's going to be, oh, well, I guess. <laughs> is it? And Wally Zerbiak, I haven't looked at your stats because I do have some respect for you. <laughs> I, I, for some reason, don't think that your stats and his stats going to look anything the same. They don't look the same now, and I ain't even got to look it up. Uh, Raleigh Zerbiak. <laughs> See, <laughs> I tell you that they're gonna be bad. They're gonna be bad. Raleigh Zerbiak. Raleigh Zerbiak. I'm gonna look at the night. Now 14, I'm looking up the 1998 draft. 99 draft. 14, four and two and a half, bro. <laughs> oh, his draft wasn't bad. Dang. Raleigh Zerbiak draft wasn't bad. Elton Brand was one. Steve Francis was two. Baron Davis was three. Lamar Odom was four. Wally was six. Richard Hamilton was seven. Sean Marion was nine. Not bad. It's a good draft. Jason Terry was 10. Metta World Peace, yeah. uh, 16. Karolinko, 24. Jonathan Bender. Wow. I remember him. This draft was full of a lot of role players. But this draft was Wally, you only... Average 20. 20 was your peak. Now it's for one season. Everything after that, I like 17. Hey, buddy. Halliburton mm-hmm. is going to be better than you. Manu Ginobili. Yeah, there's there's no number one drafted out of this. Maybe Elton Brand. Maybe he was the one. Maybe. But there's no number one option that was drafted in that draft. Not one. That draft was okay. Hold on. Elton was good. He he, Lamar I said, Odom was a monster. Lamar Odom was was pretty good. Yeah, I mean he I mean he was better when he got with the Lakers. But I mean he was he was they were all role players except maybe except for maybe Elton Brand. Everybody else was role player. Ron Artest, role player. Except for maybe you could say the Houston that then years when he played Kobe in Houston. I think he was the main guy. I think, I think. But once the time Ron Artest was a role player. Very good. He's a role player. But his role was fundamental to the team's success. That's, that's what a role player is. Nice. I mean, that's what a role player yeah. is. Their role is fundamental to the team's success. Draymond's role is fundamental to the team's success. He's not the star. He's not the number one option. I'm... And sneaky, I disagree. Oh, in this lottery, Wally was definitely the worst pick in the lottery. All time is it's it's Bennett. Anthony Bennett, number one to the Cavs. It's just inexcusable. Congratulations on the Cavaliers. <laughs> Excellent player development. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Wally's there back. You're an idiot. But shout out to Tyrese Halliburton, man. Congratulations again. Um, making the all-star team and success. Success helps. Success helps. Uh, speaking of trolling, let's get to Norwood's favorite person. 
Um, let me go ahead and turn this up real quick. Uh, Norwood's favorite person, Trey Young. One of a kind. <laughs> now, Norwood, why do you think Trey Young is trolling you with the Adidas sportswear? Sometimes why do you think he's trolling you? Do you? Sometimes you gotta do it. Always do. One of a kind. There is nobody who knows more of themselves than Trey Young. I don't I don't get it. Why why because he says sometimes you just gotta do you? Yes, and that's all he does on the court is him. Oh, you just mad. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like you really have the audacity. And then you started your commercial with yourself two more times. Yeah, I mean I think yeah. I mean, he didn't write the commercial. Legendary legendary teammate, Trey Young. Uh, I think he's just about yeah. I mean, whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> I don't see nothing wrong with it. I just think you don't like him. But we gonna see. We gonna see. We gonna see. We gonna see. see what Charles We, we gonna see Jalen Brown. I said, yo, man, we ain't gonna give you your flowers until you win one without Dwayne. Oh, so Charles Barkley, you know, he went on all the smoke. Last week we talked about when he was talking uh, about champion. No, he wasn't talking about championships. Yeah, he was talking about championships. He said, I can't, I'm, I don't belong at that table, Trent Dilford. I don't belong at that table because I haven't won. Um, so he said, I don't really comment on it. That's a table that I can't have. Chuck has also been openly critical of Kevin Durant, uh, saying that you are good, but you were never the bus driver, and it, you will not be validated as a as a leader. As, yeah, as a leader until – you go to until you lead a team to a win. Now I disagree that he's a role player. He's not a role player because he was the best player on that team. He was a he was he was the go to guy on that team. So Steph was a role player on that team. Yeah. If you want greatest shooter of all time. If you want to call it that, yeah. At that point, Kevin Durant. If you want to call it that, yes, yes. So I got one more for you before we go before we leave this. Scotty Shaq and Kobe, who was the role player? Oh, Kobe. Kobe was the role player, and he didn't want to be no more, which is why he blew it up and got Shaq out of there. That was easy. That was easy. Okay. <laughs> that was easy. But anyway, let's listen to what Chucks has to say about KD. I said, you joined them and y'all won. And he said, he says, I had to win one without Dwayne. That's like, yeah, those are the rules. And you can get mad when guys say it. I'm like, but those are the rules. It's like, it's like my rules. Hey, I'm in the Hall of Fame, but I'm in a different wing than the guys who won the championship. I mean, I'm still I, in the I, Hall of Fame. Though. I know, I, yeah, but I'm saying though, Jack. Hey, I understand. Mm -hmm. I understand the rules. Like Charles are great, Carl Malone's great, Patrick Ewing's great. They're not at the table with Magic, Bird, LeBron. Kobe, it's levels to this shit. Mm. And I ain't mad at that. I understand that. Mm -hmm. Now, if I could have won a championship, I can go all across the room. But the rules are the rules. <laughs> we don't, we, <laughs> so, we have to play by the rules. And this yeah. ain't got nothing with motherfuckers on TV who get paid to talk shit. Mm -hmm. We talking about players. Right. We talking about players. We understand like, yeah, hey, I'm not at the table with Bird imagine those guys. Hey, yeah, am I a great player? Yes, I am. I understand that. So my 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 reason for bringing this up is 
who are those guys in the NBA right now? That what? That are at that table. With with Chuck and Bird? I mean not with Chuck with Larry which table are you talking about? The the Jordan Larry Bird Magic Johnson table. Oh, LeBron, Steph. LeBron, Steph. That's about it, ain't it? That's about it, ain't it? Who has won yes. a, who else has won a championship? Who else is I guess that's the better question. Who else has won a championship? So where does Clay end up in all of this? Whatever table Scottie Pippen is sitting at. Do you put Scottie Pippen at the same table with Bird, Jordan, and Kobe? And then and so you put then yeah, I mean yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it ain't no way you can't not put Scotty in the same. I mean, he got them same championships. <laughs> yeah, you got. It. I mean, I, I whatever. So there's like Bird and I mean, because he's he's the Batman duo. No, I mean that's the duo. All like most duos yeah. make it, right? Most duos make yeah. it. I mean. Oh, well, I mean, I think we all understand Clay is a Hall of Famer. If y'all haven't figured that out. Well, I mean, made it to that table. Like there's Bird and McHale. Oh yeah. yeah. There's Shaq and Kobe. There's Jordan Pippen. Uh, the only teams, the teams that don't have like a dynamic duo are the ones that you probably don't put a lot of people to that table with. Like how many people are at that table from the Bad Boys Pistons? Is it all of them? Uh, I think that I'm I'm putting Joe Dumars, Isaiah Thomas. You got to put Robin. You know what? Got to put Robin. I... So that's where, so I think that Rodman and Draymond kind of sit at the same table too. Much as you probably won't like it. No, I, I and they're they're really good role players who played their role to perfection. Rodman, Draymond, and like a Bill Lambeer type of person. Mm, Bill Lambeer. Bill Lambeer. Bill that didn't. That ain't sitting right. He ain't yeah. sitting right with you. He ain't really do nothing but fight. Oh, you're Gasol. You're Gasol. Horace Grant type place. I don't know if Horace Grant won enough championships for that. Three. Three? Oh, you're right. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> more, than the, more than the Pistons we talking about. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Oh, but to That's get where back it to gets the question, more interesting. Not your there we top go. Lane tier guys, is not a, yeah. but... but but your second to third tier guys and how they space out. That's where I, I really, because like Clay Thompson, he's never going to get nearly enough credit as he deserved, but shit. He's regarded I mean, as he's, the second best shooter of all time to your teammate. That, that's a lot of credit. And he was guarded at the time <laughs> before he before he tore his knee as the best two-way player in the league. He was guarded as the best two-way player in the league. Nah, hell no. Nah, he was, he was top five best two-way player in the league. Cause he had Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> he had Kawhi Leonard, LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah, like, but I, I'm not well, the well, 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 well. When the Warriors won, LeBron was not regarded. I as do good. not care about anything that the Warriors have ever done. I give them a ton of a ton of respect. But Clay Thompson, you have never been a better two way player than LeBron James, and I think that I think that's fair. That's okay, bro. I would say career-wise, no. But them, them, them couple years that they won the championships, I mean, 
But I mean, that's an argument you that you can have. That's an argument that you can have um, for another day. Because there's also the argument that the Warriors, the first championship, never played a starting point guard all the way to the to the finals. So uh, there's that too. Um, hey, you better cue up that Justin Timberlake and cry me a river. I do not care. <laughs> but uh, Chuck's right, man. And unfortunately, with KD, because all this stuff that's happening that we'll get to, uh, you, you may get that stigma for a long time. I think uh, unless he goes to, there's really nowhere that he could go. His best bet for and to get off that list, or get on that list that Charles is talking about, is to stay in Brooklyn and allow them to build the team around him. But Sons. why would you do that? He wouldn't. But you'd be going joining Devin Booker. Yeah, you know I mean that would be LeBron is off of that list with Chuck because LeBron went back to Cleveland and won with Cleveland, right? LeBron would be on that same list with Kevin Durant if he just won and he if he just won in in uh I don't, in Miami. My my thing with that is if you're joining up with somebody who has never won anything and you get them to a championship, then I didn't y'all joined up with me. Yeah. I had a car, but I was the gas. You can say that. You can you that's that's definitely and, an argument. And, and that's that that's a that's a very opinionated that's going to be an opinion decision. What, however you feel about that is how you feel about it. There's no right or wrong answer to that. That's fair. That's what I'm saying. It's 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 that's a that's a good point. I mean, you could you could say that, or you could say LeBron couldn't win without Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh at the time until he went to Cleveland. But that was always a stigma. The same criticism that KD's getting, LeBron got. Right? I mean, it's the same. He got all of that till he went to Cleveland. So. I get it. I get it. Uh, let's talk about Donovan Mitchell. Fight number one. Fight number one. Brooks. Round one. Fight. Oh, man. You got the same link. Brooks versus Spider. Um, this is, if y'all that don't know, I think we talked about it on uh, Saturday Morning Live. Did we talk about it Saturday Morning Live? Anyway, uh, maybe a little bit. Dylan Brooks and Donovan Mitchell got into a heated discussion. Heated discussion. Uh, heated discussion. <laughs> Fist to cuffs no. were thrown. Uh, bodies were no, slammed. Dylan Brooks. Let Let me tell you y'all what happened. Dylan Brooks went to the floor. Spider was out of bounds. Dylan Brooks rolls over, throws his arm in and in, into Spider Mitchell's midsection. We call that the family jewels. Spider Mitchell <laughs> took offense to that as any man should and would. And then from there, he did the absolute right thing and tried to put his hands and feet all over Dylan Brooks. Yeah, he did. Uh, I don't have an issue with this. I don't think that the NBA had an issue with it because I don't think that they even suspended Spider for this. No, um, he didn't. Spider did not get suspended. I have the fight here, ladies and gentlemen. I'll, I'll play it while Noah will talk. Here's the fight. Dylan Brooks goes up, gets blocked. This is him on the ground. Oh, my God. Pow. Hits him in the nuts. And he did not even, wasn't even and no hesitation. And then he threw him down. Then he threw him down. There was no hesitation in that. Here's another angle. See, he rolls over. Oh, my God. And hits him in the nuts. Donovan Mitchell did not hesitate. Threw the ball at him and then threw him down on the ground immediately. So, 
Dylan Brooks was suspended a game and kicked out of the game. And this is what Donovan Mitchell had to say when it came to discussing uh, discussing what happened. <laughs> We've seen it a bunch in this league with him. Um, him and I have had our personal battles for years. Um, quite frankly, I've been busting his ass for years. Um, playoffs, Ooh. regular season. Um, you know, in the one game, he does a high job on me today. You know, he decides to do something like that, and you know, that's, there's no place in that in the game. And you know, you got to protect yourself at the end of the day. But um, this has been okay. brewing for years um, with me, with, with me, with other guys in the league, and we, you all see it. You know, it's not something that this is this isn't new. Um, and you know, tonight was just the end of it, but. It's tough when you can't guard somebody and can't do something with somebody. You got to resort to that, and that's what he's done to a lot of players. You know, I, I off the top of my head, I think it's like Dame and, and, and Steph. He, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. That's what you resort to, and that's cool. But um, I'm glad my guys held it down tonight, and you know, had my back. You know, throughout the whole thing. Sneaky, sneaky by uh, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, first off, I didn't know that he didn't like him for a while. I didn't know that. I didn't. I didn't know that there was there was smoke here. Now that could be oh, attributed man. to they play on. He plays in Utah on the West Coast in time, or the fact that I just really am not interested in really any Utah basketball still. So uh, I didn't really watch a lot of Donovan Mitchell when they played Memphis, uh, unless it was like the primetime game on TNT or ESPN or NBA TV. But uh, apparently, he's hated Dylan Brooks for a while. And the way that Donovan Mitchell is talking, a lot of people hate Dylan Brooks. This is a sucker move. It's the suckerest of moves. We've all played sports before. It's always that one guy out there will do something like this and try to hit you in the balls. Anytime that this is a a person's first reaction, it makes me feel really weird about, like, how is that your go-to move? Like, where did you learn that from? In the fight quickly? That's that's all they're trying to learn. Is it, well, that wasn't a go-to move, like in terms of fighting. That was just trying to that piss was, you off. That was that was a in the shot. middle of a basketball game. You think that your answer is try to hit me in the? Come on, bro. Mm. That's 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 your mind's that oh, that that's hey that's weirdo behavior as far as I'm concerned. I it's would weirdo never behavior because you, yeah, like, you did it while he wasn't expecting it. Like that's the like you. Wait, Might there's a, a time period where you expect it? There's a reach. You you can't talk a lot of trash <laughs> and be all upset. What? Huh? There's a reach. <laughs> well, th- this... <laughs> you were just talking about Shannon Sharp, the pedestrian, and saying that he shouldn't have done that, and blah, 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 blah. All y'all went over to talk to him. As a team, y'all was talking noise, all this other stuff. Y'all supposed to be this tough Rough and tough team. And we'll get to John next. Y'all supposed to be this rough and tough team. How you gonna sucker punch a man in the nuts? Like if you're supposed to be that dude who can fight and all that stuff, you 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 lucky he ain't stomp you out. You lucky that you hit him hard enough that he had to fall and like catch himself. Because he was gonna if he got if if I wouldn't have mattered, wouldn't have minded if Donovan Mitchell stomped you out. Stomped you out. <laughs> Stomped you out. Should have just stomped him out. First of all, I immediately think you're a low value man if you think that if, if your go too much is 
punch to hit somebody in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like, bro, who raised you to think that that was okay? And you know what? Anytime that a person uses something, it's something that they know works the majority of the time for them, what's most successful for them, which means you have a long history of hitting people in the nuts. Now he's not and you got to get away from him. I mean, you had Chris Paul's done it. Uh, of course, you know, your boy from Brooklyn, not Brooklyn, from Milwaukee that everybody hates. Grayson Allen trips his people in the nuts. Oh, that and I and I I know this ain't really did well. This definitely is not on there. They had the nerve to talk about Grayson Allen to the Hawks. I was like, well, I'll trade my I'll trade my fandom if they sign Grayson. Yeah, yeah. I'll officially be a, a expansion team. Let's go Las Vegas LeBrons. <laughs> Whatever y'all want to call them. This was gonna be too Vegas LeBrons. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but speaking the of Vegas it, chosen uh, ones. Yeah. Yeah, the Vegas ones. They already got the aces. The Vegas ones. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we should trademark that real fast, should we? <laughs> Las Vegas has strippers. What are strippers like? Ones. Woo! <laughs> it's good, baby. That's good money right there. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. Marketing firm. We hey. can do anything. We can do anything. Anytime you want to relate Las Vegas to basketball, the ones, the strippers, we got you. We can we can make it all work. Uh, speaking of the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies have been known to talk a lot of noise and say all of this stuff. Since John ja Morant said, I'm fine in the West, the Grizzlies are seven and eight against Western Conference teams with losses to the Warriors twice, the Suns twice, once without Devin Booker, uh, the Lakers, the Kings, the Timberwolves, and the Blazers. You pissed a lot of people off. Hey, click that link and let it, let them see it. Let it let it soak in for them. Around the league as you're studying and say, we're going to have to run through them. Celtics. No one in the West. Nah, I'm fine in the West. Great journalism, because she definitely set you up when she said nobody Baby! in the West. <laughs> Boy, line and sinker. Uh, uh, I always you played yourself. Yeah, you played yourself. I always forget her name. Um, uh, Malika Andrews. Malika Andrews. Baited you, baited you, and said you good in the West. Who do you look at around the league? First round, but unable to get it to fall this time. And Golden State wins it one seven. So this is them showing. You're right, John. That was last year. <laughs> you are right. We read <laughs> your lips, <laughs> and you are correct. Oh man! So the Grizzlies got to get off the schneid, man. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. Uh, oh, that was Mr. I need to do less of this. If you ever see me fighting in the forest with a grizzly bear, help the bear. And then the Memphis Grizzlies That's have fine. lost eight of their last nine games, only beating the Tyrese Halliburton-less uh, Indiana Pacers. Uh, they lost to the Lakers. That's why sometimes you just got to shut up. Shut the fuck. Oh, I thought she was going to lean into the STFU with me. But uh, sometimes you just got to shut up. <laughs> sometimes no, you got to shut you up. Just, we, we, we missed the alley. We'll, we'll run this play again later. But, yeah, th- this, is, this is what you get. And you haven't won anything. You low-key a sham god. You shamming us into believing that you are somebody who you're not. And at this point, real recognize real, and you're looking real unfamiliar, my friend. Y'all got to, y'all, you know, the, the dancing coming out of the tunnel and 
uh, playing dirty with Dylan Brooks. You guys, you know who you're looking like? You're looking like Cam Newton, front running. <laughs> you guys got to. You guys got to. You're the number. You already had a bullseye on your chest and on your back because you were the number two seed last year, and you brought literally everybody back. I don't think they lost. They lost uh, slow mo. That's the only person they lost. Kyle Anderson. And I think they traded him last year. You brought everybody back. And for you to go out there and then say that I'm not worried about anybody in the West, in the same West that you haven't won yet. Remember, you ain't won the West yet. You still got to see them people. That's tough. That's adding the ball. That's adding. I got somebody who you can worry about. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, them being bullies. Uh, so, of course, there was another confrontation between Ja, uh, ja Morant or T. Morant and uh, Andrew Nebhardt from the Indiana Pacers. Uh, basically, if I'm not mistaken, ja Morant, T. Morant told Ja that Nebhardt told him to shut up. T. Morant told Ja that Nebhardt told him to shut up. And, once ne- and then Ja went and said, I had to check his temperature and he didn't have a fever now whatever you want to call it in the third quarter and then did that energize you at all uh for sure um the guys you know they was talking early and you know when i went over there um i don't know how to pronounce it, andrew told my pops to shut up and then um pretty much i heard my pops like asking did he say shut up so i was trying to figure out who he was talking to and obviously i seen it was him so i approached him like you know Seeing what he was on, um, check this temperature. He he ain't have a fever. So these bars would hit a little bit better if you were winning a bunch of games. Yeah, that's what I want. Is that I, bar? That's a bar. It's a Drake bar. We will hear more of those today, but that's a Drake bar for sure. Yeah, but, but I mean, why? You're right. You can't say that when you lost eight of. You can say that because it has nothing to do with basketball. You lost eight and nine. Yes. But y'all trying to be the tough guy, and then you. I mean, this happened before your man's got slammed. So I mean, at the time they was they was the tough. They were still acting like tough guys, and it's not like they're you know they're ninth. They're like third or fourth in the West, right? Third, second, second. So yes, second, correct. So so I mean they're good, but I mean they they are living into the or they are leaning into this persona of them being the villain. And he said I checked his temperature and he didn't have a fever. Yeah, I mean that's funny. It's the paces too, bro. It's the yeah. I mean, come on now. You 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 trying do to that, be the tough hey, guy? Hey, when the Celtics to come to town, do that then. Yeah, bro. check that temperature with Marcus Smart and see what's going on. Yeah, I mean don't check exactly. it on Andrew Nebhart. Come on, like, come on, bro. And T. Morant. <laughs> T, stop no telling. Shot at you Andrew. need to stop telling, bro. T. Morant. But first won. of all, yeah, you, you, you want to make yourself part of the game so bad. You want to be that guy. You can be cool. Don't, don't little brother yourself, man. Don't talk a lot of noise, and then when somebody tell you to shut up, you go get your big brother. Don't go get John. I mean, if you if you talking noise and you saying something, stand on it. You, y'all supposed yeah. to be tough. Stand on it. 
It is what it is. Ja don't need to come over there and fight your battles all the time. You a grown man too. And T T T you're starting to be on you starting to be in the news and on TV too much for me. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell another grown man what to do, but I I'm noticing you. Yeah. And last time I a checked lot more than ja too. you don't play in the NBA. You yeah. what we thought LeVar Ball was gonna be. Yeah, they got LeVar out of there. They he 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 figured it out. They got him to be quiet and T you might be cruising for the same thing now. Um, now, if he didn't say anything disrespectful, you know, then, you know, Nebhart, you were wrong. But you can't, as Reggie Miller said with Spike Lee, don't insert yourself into these lines and then get mad when I respond. Don't do that. Because there's a lot of trash talking. There's a lot of trash talking in basketball, in sports, period. Amongst the and best, it's the best of the best. And a fight come with that. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're trying to fight people that are bigger, stronger, faster, and everything. Now, with the fights, though, again, Ja, be mindful of the company you keep. Something that has all... Now, we don't know the how much of this is true. Um, we just know that the Pacers staffers uh, were rolled up on by Ja Morant well, by John Morant's allegedly. friends, and allegedly John Morant was in. Allegedly, John Morant was in the. Uh, was in the car, and they pointed lasers at the Pacers staff, and the Pacers staff thought it was lasers connected to a gun. Um, the league investigated the incident in which Pacers staff believed someone associated with John Morant pointed a gun at them in the FedEx Forum parking lot. The group, according to the Athletic. Uh, allegedly trained a red laser on the Pacers staff from a slow-moving SUV. Morant was reportedly in the SUV, and the Pacers staffers and additional security believed the laser was attached to a gun, though it's unclear who was controlling it. We felt like we were in grave danger. And apparently the other part is one of his homeboys is banned from FedEx. Um, The one that got escorted out, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so... For me, this is a bad look, man. There's, there's not any space in the game of basketball. I mean, you know, that's kind of one of the running jokes. As much as we love basketball, and let's be very clear, we love basketball. Basketball players, for the most part, are not very tough. Um, and Y'all all the criticized Lonzo tough, when he said them. it too. Y'all criticized Lonzo when he yeah. said it. Yeah. You guys ain't fighting for real. <laughs> no, not a chance. Nobody want to fight. So now to like this, this is an escalation that. Don't ruin your money. It, you it. There, there is no. Yeah, and you would. He's sure he's on, on pace to make a ton more. Mm-hmm. Don't trick yourself off. That's all mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. I'm, I'm not gonna go into you know a long bashing about this, but you gotta move better than that, bro. Be that, careful that and it. mindful of the company you keep. I understand you got homeboys. Hey man, if you need somebody to go talk to about homeboys, talk to Ray Lewis. Like you got homeboys, but homeboys can get you in trouble. Sometimes a clean cut is the best thing for both. Or just keep them at home. Give them something to do. You know, if they're gonna and, and like, the, even the if you if you were like in that type of move movement, you wouldn't do it sloppily like that. That's the reason that is it, 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 amateur is. The people who really move like that, they don't move like they don't do it the way you did. You would have never known that it was them. That exactly. Was, that, you would have never known it. that. You're right. I didn't even think about it from that angle. Like that, you, 
You don't yeah. seem like you about that life because you too sloppy with it. You ain't even thought this through. You too emotional. Can't be emotional. Yeah. You don't be about that life. Speaking about that life, and, and we don't support that life. We support everything that's not <laughs> that specific life. That life is the furthest life than who. <laughs> but this life, though, this on the is court, about that life too. <laughs> this life on the court, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, so Mo Bamba. This is the most unlikely fight that I, I never thought I would see. This fight, never thought I would see it. Mo Bamba and Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers with the bitch slap. Uh, Jalen Suggs comes with the the tackle, uh, the blind side takedown. It's a sling down. It's, <laughs> it's a, a sling blind down. slide takedown. If you, and if, then if you, the melee. If you see this play, I want you to understand this is how my high school career went as far as me tackling people. <laughs> oh, you were one of those guys? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Norwood tackle right there. Hey, went, hey did it work? Hey, get your shoulder on the other side. No. <laughs> you get him up off the ground. How about that? Ah, so That's apparently doing, Mo Bamba says something to Austin Rivers. It still has not been revealed what he actually said, but they got into it. Austin Rivers rolled. First off, Austin Rivers rolled up to the whole magic bench and said, what's up? The whole magic bench. He rolled up to the whole bench and said, y'all ain't about nothing. Rudy Oak Bear, you seven foot four. And you can't. You, Jonathan Isaac, two and days back from a broken whole lower body. Jonathan Isaac is two days back from a whole broken body and is in the middle of the fracas trying to separate everything. Rudy Gobert, 7'4", and, and, and ain't doing nothing. But Austin Reeves, man. Austin Reeves. <laughs> Austin Rivers. Not that light skin. <laughs> Austin Rivers uh, has developed that, that reputation. Boy, that was silent shade, boy. That was <laughs> For all you people who are listening to the podcast, I need you to write down this timestamp right now. Find YouTube and just go listen to, you know, Reggie took a shot without saying anything. Austin Rivers. Uh, these are two players that I actually both enjoy. Of course, I like all the crazy people. Uh, so Austin Rivers, how he got all the way to their bench is beyond me. I, I, I like crazy people, so I respect it. You walked up on their entire team mid-game, and whatever he said to you on this play that Reggie has up there definitely, definitely gave you all the smoke because you, you had you clearly had something that you needed to get off to that man, and you communicated with him immediately. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't. We don't know great. what was said. We don't know what was said. That, but that's look the at one these... friend who got into the fight, but and y'all are on the other side of bro. Look how did that... you get it? You you got into it with somebody and didn't tell us first. You just went right <laughs> into the get into it. Talk about Austin Rivers. Yeah. But yeah, again, I like I said it was something that was said on the bench because Mo Bamba, these are two separate photos. So that's Mo Bamba's face when whatever he said to Austin Rivers, that was his face. And this was Markel Fultz's face afterwards. Markel Fultz was like, whoa, yeah. you said that? And the next thing we know is fisticuffs flying. Uh, this happened. This is like Markel literally 30 seconds Fultz's later. face is everything. <laughs> Excuse me, say what? You did what? You said what? And Bo Bamba like, you heard yeah. what he said? <laughs> That's me. That is always me right there. 
whatever it was set Austin Rivers off because 30 seconds later this was the scene and they were going at it and Mo Bamba was ready to like Mo Bamba had 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 it had the fist cocked ready to go but (laughs) (laughs) we'll give you this one we'll give you this one and he (laughs) ate but uh, then of course uh, Austin Rivers got tackled but like you said, I don't understand what Austin like. He threw a punch though, but Jalen Suggs just was like, "Nah, get on the ground." <laughs> and then Mo, nobody sees that shove of that got Torian Prince pissed off. Mo Bamba shoved the shit out of Torian Prince. <laughs> so, I mean, Mo Bamba yeah. arms are eight feet long. You actually wrestling with Dalzim? Are you crazy? Boy, they going there. Look at Jared Van. I mean, it's a whole bunch of people. So then Austin, like, I, this is still funny to me. I, I would like to make this the album art, if you want me to be honest. But <laughs> I wish it was clearer. I would definitely. <laughs> but uh, at the end, um, Mo Bamba released in the locker room right after the fight. You know, in social media age, he goes and puts up the fuck around and find out me. And Austin Rivers responds and says, buddy, I went at you one on five with no backup. You needed your teammates. Otherwise, Max. you would have been choked out. Chopped out. But choked You can't out. let no little light-skinned dude choke you out. Is Talking about find out. We only know you from your old, from an old rap song, not Hoops. Orlando is my city. Now, Austin, you should have stopped right there at We Don't Know You from a rap song. Orlando is my city. Orlando ain't never been your city. Ever. Ever, 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 ever. You might have been, I don't, you might have been born there. He might have been born there, right? Because Coach Doc was the coach of the Magic. But that's not your city, bro. That's not Doc's city. That ain't nobody's city but Shaquille O'Neal. And if you even want to go a little further, Dwight Howard. You, sir. Maybe. I mean, you could put Vinny in there and Tracy McGrady, too. But Tracy you, McGrady, you I would who? put Vinny in there. I would not put Vinny who? You're right. Mm, yeah, you're right. I mean, Vince Carter. You're no, right. Oh, Toronto right. and New Jersey are his towns. In New Jersey, not really. Toronto is his town. Yeah, but I mean, Austin Rivers, you're just never gonna have a town. But I think he's more talking about like, like his home being Orlando. But I mean, who's really man? Who's looking to win no, the battle of he said Orlando? Orlando in my city. Yeah, one. Who's looking? Who? <laughs> so they're saying he went. Let, to let, let me think of another. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Birmingham, Alabama is my city. <laughs> Nobody cares. <laughs> you can have it. <laughs> it is yours. Damn worthy. Have fun with Damn it. worthy. Fairfield. <laughs> <laughs> Why you do as that? As soon as I got ready. Because I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Why did you do that? But um, Austin Rivers, like I said, you should have stopped that. We didn't know you after a rap song. Saying Orlando is my city, ask around and actually find out. They don't mess with you there. Man, they don't mess with you there. Like, come on. San bro. Antonio, <laughs> Texas. My city. <laughs> Bismarck, oh, North Dakota. First off, That's Disney. my city. I was about to say Walt Disney owns that place. You guys are just renting space. Um, so we saved the best for last. Frankfort, Kentucky. That's my city. <laughs> Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> you pronounced it correctly too. They get mad yeah, about that. Yeah, they do. 
Uh, they said Austin Rivers not even Doc's favorite son. Damn, Doc only got one son. <laughs> yo, their NBA script is out of out of control, yo. <laughs> so here we go, ladies and gentlemen, what you've all been waiting for. Kyrie waiting Irving. For I mean, just to talk about it, Kyrie Irving has been sent to the Dallas Mavericks in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian, Dorian. I thought Dorian, Finney Smith. First round and one first round pick and multiple second round picks. As you know, Kyrie Irving requested a trade uh, before the trade deadline after they offered him a contract extension that he thought was disrespectful because uh, some of the money was tied to them winning a championship, which we'll, we'll get there. As a result, just... People act like this was such a long time ago. This was like 18 months ago. I don't even know if it was 18 months ago. This was like 2020, the end of 2021. Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant. Back together. Well, not back. Kevin Durant and James Harden back together. Kyrie, third man. And it didn't work out. Kyrie demands a trade, gets traded to Dallas. uh, And... LeBron, <laughs> Lakers fans, when they saw Kyrie's trade news. But before that, who do you think won this trade? Mavericks. Really? Mavericks won this. Yeah. So <clears throat> clearly, the Nets had no chance to win this trade. They were they were negotiating from a place a week, and you got some players back. But what did you really get back? Well, DFS, okay, good. I guess. Dinwiddie is good-ish. He's not. I mean, I mean he's the, he was to me. He's the third best player on that team, on the oh. Mavericks. Uh, who was number two? Christian Wood, far and away to me. No, no. Yes. Oh uh, no, yes. Christian Wood was not is not better than. Was not better than Spencer Dinwiddie on that team. I don't think so. I disagree. I, I think Spencer. Din- I think Spencer Dinwiddie has never been in a, a position to where he's the go-to person. Every time he's the go-to person in Dallas, he averaged like twenty-five, five and five. He's always not. He's not the go-to person. He's the person to go. And Christian, I'm telling you, in my heart of hearts, I I think Mark Cuban was very smart about what he let go. He said, "Dorian Finney Smith, with big man. You can't let go of a big man. Good-ish basketball player, but not a world beater. Spencer Dinwiddie. He he's not. I mean, especially at the position that he plays, he's. You know, they just call trade a twelfth best guard. What do you think Spencer Dinwiddie is? Well, they call trade a twelfth best guard because they was disrespectful, but. But what I'm saying is Spencer ain't in that ain't in that category. No, he's not, unfortunately. But and then you got Dorian, and then now, you got Finney Smith 20, was definitely... 27, 20, 29. Yeah. Now, yeah. the part of this trade that I can tell you was a lot of hate from the Nets was the Lakers could have given you a very similar package. They could have given you twenty twenty seven, and they were going to give you a twenty twenty nine first. Thank you, Sneaky. 
And, uh, um, but you just have no way to get a guy as good as Kyrie. Well, what I'm saying is, well, my point was the Lakers, this is why I said it was hate. And we said it was hate because, and they said it was hate. They could have taken the, a better package from the Lakers. They could have gotten anywhere you want to go. 2027, 2029. They said we never were going to send him to LA, either one of the teams, because the Clippers offered a very aggressive package as well. Bro, and, you cannot break up with me and then ask for an Uber to the next guy's house. You got, hey, bro, I will drop you off in Bismarck, North Dakota, talking to me. They, crazy they, like took, that. they took the Travis Schlenk approach and was like, oh, Absolutely. you want to demand a trade? We're sending you to Siberia. Not Siberia, Luka Doncic, but we send it to a place that you don't want to go. Um, yeah, this is this is probably out of all the places that we have a trade package that we like that's not in our conference and not where you want to go. This is best of both worlds. This satisfies all of the dance needs. Now, the tricky part about this is, is if they make this work, you really, you know, they got a little piece of a team there. The white power the five. Christian Wood at, at the four, uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. at the three, Luca and Kyrie. Now you're gonna need two basketballs like they have in this photo for this to work. But well, ain't no defense. I think that they ain't got no defense on the, on the uh, court. Not not Zero. a defense of soul on the floor. <laughs> Zero. I think that they're also. I think Luca. I think this will help Luca out. Right now, I yeah, feel like uh, Luca has to do all of the heavy lifting as far as the points. And still be the number one rebounder, and be the number one facilitator. I think that what you know he could really. I think from a point standpoint, he probably he probably has to average just as many points. He's gonna have to average just as many rebounds. He's gonna have to average just as many assists as he did before getting Kyrie. May even have to average more because they don't have any. They don't have any defense. You think that. You think that oh uh, well you're saying that they're gonna have to score more points because they have less. Well, they gonna have, well even even they lose rebounding with Finney Smith and Kyrie. Even though, I mean I mean Finney Smith is just a taller person. You lose inside presence, so you're gonna yeah you're gonna have to score more. But I mean, Kyrie is probably gonna give you twenty five a night, twenty five a night, right? You still, if Luca for that team to flourish, you still gonna have to average thirty, or whatever he's averaging. Well, I mean, I don't think anything changes. I I don't think personally in this trade, I don't think anything changes on this team from a a load standpoint on Luca. I mean, Ky- Kyrie was Kyrie is like twenty five points. Dorian and Spencer didn't win really together like twenty five points. Mm-hmm. Then nothing changes. You get worse defensive wise, but nothing changes. I mean, now but the thing about this is, if if this Kyrie thing doesn't work, you didn't really you didn't lose two players that are not replaceable. No, now the reason they get they're getting rid of Finney Smith is because of um, um, the emergence of uh, Josh Green, the six foot five shooting guard slash small forward. So he's the one because Dorian Finney-Smith is six five or six six two, so he's the one that allowed for DFS to be able to be moved, and then Kyrie Irving is supposed to be able to replace or be an improvement on Spencer Dinwiddie. So I see the logic in it, uh, but that puts a lot of onus on Green. Um, 
But again, uh, everybody else gonna be spot up shooters, which they can be. Christian Wood, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Josh Green can be spot up shooters, and you have two people that can get their own shot at all times. I would like to see how this offense is gonna run, though. It sounds like it sounds like the best version of the Nate McMillan offense, from what I see. Ain't gonna be a lot of cutting because they gonna have to they gonna have to pick and roll and 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 one on one basketball hey. out with this team. Is gonna be a funny game, and you know it already. You already know Hawks and Mavericks come with a little bit of always, always bit the of backstory. Spice. Always gonna have a little. So bit of then spice. you now it's gonna be you gotta you gotta leave yeah Hunter Luca uh, Murray Kyrie Tim Hardaway Jr. Trey. Yeah. Uh, John Collins on. Oh God! I mean, I guess you just gotta hope that Tim Hardaway Jr. doesn't have it that night, but he should have it that night. Tim Hardaway, who gonna guard Trey? Can't nobody guard Trey on that team. Oh no, they they could not guard Trey <laughs> together. They can't, guard, they can't guard nobody. That that's People what I'm saying. All of their defensive skill set together, they still could guard Trey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like this Our team powers combined. I don't know how enough. much of a difference this They're trade inadequate. is. They're <laughs> inadequate. I don't know how we much of this trash. trade. I don't know how much of this. Tra- Dallas is ranked what right now? Top six. They're out of the play-in. Yeah. Does this really make them more of a – I mean, they did go to the Western Conference Finals last year. So the reason you make this deal is, is you trying something. And I think that you knew that with Spencer Dinwiddie and DFS – you were only there was only so much you were gonna get. You could get to the playoffs and Kyrie go into like that Cavs playoffs where him and LeBron just go crazy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a chance. And if he walks away, you just clear cap space. You can go again and try to get somebody else. You know, Cuban is Cuban understands that he's got an asset in Luca who is is one of the top five basketball players in the NBA. And quietly is kept. They were drafted in 2017, right? Or 18. 17. 18, 17. He's already signed his extension, but I think it's only a four or five year extension. Four year extension, five year extension. Yeah. I mean, we in year two. So you got to show Luca that I am trying my best to get uh, you some talent. Otherwise, Luca could, could just be out. I think. Now and I, I did see that. that Luca could be out in two that. years. What uh, some I did see somewhere they said Luca might have interested might have interest in Miami. Only thing about Miami is his fitness is not Miami fitness. No, you you know Toronto, they allow you to be husky. But I mean, I I think that it's gonna be difficult, if not impossible, to pry Luca away from Dallas. I, I think, think that, that Mark. Yeah, they're going. He sees he's going to throw so much money that is there's and no. And don't way forget his no. his idol that is is Dirk. So it, it would take it would take a lot, a whole lot. And you know, Cuban likes to keep his guys, and Luca is a Cuban guy. I mean, he traded up for him, and it worked. Always, but I mean, you can Steve hey, but if you want to come back to Atlanta, to dog. I will move that other guy out for you, bro. He might go back to Phoenix. I mean, Steve Nash went to Phoenix. Cuban likes to keep his guy. Steve Nash went to Phoenix and had a Hall of Fame career. Boy, could you imagine 
Book <laughs> and Luca and KD. <laughs> oh yeah, let's talk about that. Uh, KD, the Suns are prepared to make a substantial offer to Kevin Dur- for Kevin Durant. What sucks is in that offer is thirty. How old am I? 30, 37? So that means Chris Paul is 37. 37-year-old 37 Chris Paul. You know how much bad luck you got to have? Chris Paul gets hurt every Western Conference Finals. Mm. And, uh, or when he was supposed to go to the Lakers, he gets vetoed for no reason. Uh, and now... You have a chance to get Kevin Durant, who they were trying to get last year when he wanted a trade and they just didn't trade him. Now there's a possibility that the Suns could be first in line to get Kevin Durant should he require request to be moved because of this Kyrie Irving nonsense. Chris Paul is intruded in that, included a, in that trade. They said they tried to offer Chris Paul for Kyrie. <laughs> I don't, that I don't think no. that that works. Because, because what? Nicholas Claxton. What about Nicholas Claxton? You can't. If if I'm getting KD, I want DeAndre Aiden back. Aiden makes a hundred and thirty-three million dollars over four years. That's thirty million, thirty-something million dollars a year. Kevin Durant makes forty million dollars. Uh, okay. Yeah, I you give me Nicholas Claxton is on his rookie deal, if I'm not mistaken. You can't play Claxton and Aiden at the same time. So you give me, I'll give you Aiden and two players, and you give me Nicholas Claxton and Kevin Durant. I'm not giving you Nicholas Claxton, who is the defense, maybe the only the player team. that we've ever developed. <laughs> The defensive player. And as soon as we get him, no, hell no. I'm not I'm not giving you one of the greatest basketball players of all time and a guy who might win defensive player of the year for Chris Paul and anybody in Aiden. And DeAndre Aiden? No, I know that Aiden hates you. I wait. I just let you sit. I'm more willing to let people sit in misery than most people. I figured that out. I'll let you be miserable over there because eventually you're going to break. Yeah, but you also not thinking about the bottom line. Like you, <laughs> they gonna lose. I mean, they're they're looking at revenue. They look at it's a whole bunch of stuff that they're looking at. Oh um, no, but I feel I as as the salaries inflate, the other thing that has to inflate is the trade package in return. These guys getting paid three hundred million dollars now. You have to send me your team if you want one of these players. I'm not playing with you. I'm not negotiating. I'm not sending you DFS and and uh and Spencer Dinwiddie for Kyrie. No. <laughs> in a twenty twenty and a fourteen year old and a twelve year old. Yeah. Twenty twenty seven and a twenty twenty nine pick. <laughs> Seeing you them two mediocre guys and some middle schoolers, you got me messed up, bro. <laughs> Everybody thought Kyrie was it. going to the to the Lakers. LeBron just tweeted, maybe it's me. He tweeted that right after Kyrie got traded to the Mavericks. And he said, maybe it's me. Now, I don't like this tweet because he was traded. It's not like – I mean, I think it's funny. 
but it's because Kyrie was traded. It's not like he chose to go there. Uh, but they said this is Lakers fans when they saw Kyrie trade news. LeBron, <laughs> LeBron is dramatic. So first of all, maybe it's me is going to be another Drake lyric. I cannot wait. I woke up this morning feeling like LeBron. Maybe it's me. Oh, <laughs> I cannot wait for that. Oh, um, LeBron is frustrated. But I mean, it is you. It is you. You traded away all the assets. Now you're upset because the team doesn't have assets and you can't get players. Bro, you traded away Kyle Guzman, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram. Um, There's like 13 people on that list. Josh Hart. Uh, and, and now and now you're asking, maybe it's you. Yes. Have you not seen every place that you go this happens? <laughs> Don't wait for it. Get in the studio, Norwood. <laughs> Ghost right. <laughs> hey, y'all do not want to hear these bars. I, I'm just going to steal what, what these players are saying and put it in a Drake voice, and it'll be fire. Uh, I'll, I'll so going to help me write this song, too. <laughs> what do the Lakers do? What do you what do, what, what do you what do you think the Lakers are gonna do to start the season? Same thing, nothing. It's over. We got that so one cloudy ass rain. And that's it. So you saying their season is over? No. Did you not? We, am I the only person who knows that? I mean, everybody gives LeBron. Everybody's gonna give LeBron James the benefit of the doubt at the end of the day. I doubt everybody's the benefit. <laughs> we'll see. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, we. I'm a bro. If you take that team to a championship, then hey, maybe Mike, you guys hey, might have to be hey, quiet. Yeah, I ain't gonna tell you, but <laughs> you have to be quiet now, especially yeah. from where you are right now, below 500. LeBron, you want to revitalize your career and really put yourself in the conversation, being the greatest of all time. He's already in the conversation. But what I'm saying. I mean, he keep getting sent home this early. <laughs> it's going to be two years in a row real bad. Nah, them teams are bad. I mean, that's like the Bulls got sent home first when they, Michael Jordan's team was bad. Well, the other part is, how do, where do you see that this gets better? Uh, once they signed Patrick Beverly, I was like, ooh, they desperate. <laughs> I was like, they, they, and Russell West. Well, when it gets better because Russell. Patrick Beverly and Dennis Schroeder. It's bad. Well, it's real bad. Well, Russell Westbrook comes off of the comes off of the books next year. That's forty million dollars, whatever he's getting paid. And every they've got they they've actually positioned to have a lot of money next year. That's the other part. There is the the now other part. The, the other shooter drop is even if Kyrie plays out the season in Dallas, he could still just wait and then become a free agent and go to. LA and I think that yeah but he wants four years 198 million dollars that's what he said he wants LA was prepared to offer him two years 80 million um well I mean LA that's all well and good but you don't get a say in this (laughs) LeBron wants it LeBron gets it yeah get down or lay down if LeBron says me and Kyrie are Lakers I better shut up and, and hey man, what time do we need to send the the uh the cars to pick you guys up? <laughs> You're not negotiating with LeBron in his NBA. 
in his NBA. I'm laughing, but I'm I'm very serious. It's his NBA. I'm waiting on my son, and that's gonna be the next big three. Kyrie, <laughs> Bronny, and Braun. <laughs> Braun at be Tree Rollins player coach. <laughs> Oh, man. But, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of the basketball segment of the Around the League edition Monday uh, Night I thought you was, I thought you, you was going to say we came to the end of the Lakers season. <laughs> we might have. Uh, I mean, the trade deadline is Thursday. The trade deadline is Thursday. So, we're going to see. Uh, but Wait, with that hold on. Said, before we okay. end basketball, I also would like to let you guys know. Um, we have a player on our team. Name is John Collins. He has been in perpetual trade talks now for 75 seasons in a row. <laughs> um, if they do not trade him by the trade deadline this year, I will be starting a GoFundMe for his mental anguish and pain. Um, whatever you feel the need to donate, please donate. But this man thinks he's going to get fired from his job. Every, every day. day for three years. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, I am. I'm 100% sure that he needs some like some level of counseling, guidance, and 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 we got to help him out because the Hawks don't care about him. <laughs> and even if he makes it through this season, as soon as the season over, he'll be the first person to trade talks again. <laughs> we'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. Football coming next. Y'all stay tuned. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to our final segment of Monday Night Raw, episode 89 of the Splash Cast, the Around the League edition. Thank you for everybody tuning in with us, turning up with us as we talk about uh, HBCU news around the culture, news around basketball, news around football, as well as the pregame. We always, always remember, do what, Norwood? Like, follow, subscribe. And maybe you peruse Scissor's Instagram in your free time. <laughs> always Congratulations, support, that was a wonderful album. <laughs> uh, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, we, we appreciate the support, man. It is football, the end of football season. A uh, lot of things happening. Um a lot of hires, a lot of fires. Uh, where are we going to start? Let's actually start with college football first, though. College football, just a reiteration of dominance. This is all this is. It's just a reiteration of dominance uh, or, nope, not going to do that. I'm going to be humble. Reiteration of dominance from Alabama. They have the most players ever to make it. Ever uh, 12 Pro Bowl selections. They had 12 Pro Bowl selections in a single season. The most ever. Uh, so shout out to Alabama. Are you sure it's a Pro Bowl or is this the Bama Alumni Association offseason meeting? <laughs> I don't I don't have an answer. I can't even hate this because it must be so cool to go to the Pro Bowl with 11 people who went to the same school as you. And most of them were on the same team. If they're all in the same dinner together, if they're all on the same, like they may not have played together, right? Like Deron Payne played after Jonathan Allen, Uh, Marlon Humphrey and Minka Fitzpatrick 
I'm sorry. Uh, Josh Jacobs was after uh, Derrick Henry. Um, Quinnen Allen was after Deron Payne. Sertan was after Marlon Humphrey. But they were all on the same team together, right? Most of them were, at one point or another, were all on the same roster, which You're right. is, that is except, that's for even like, Mosley, except for C.J. Mosley. Yeah. That is insane. That's, that is wild. Yeah, like we played at the same time. We were in college together. We practiced together. You, Marlon Humphrey, were just first string. I was second string. But I was like the 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 next up and coming dude. Like That's wild. That is that is crazy. And 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 Georgia's just now starting to scratch the surface of what Alabama had built for the last Y'all y'all are probably years. about two years away from Having something very similar to this, I, yeah, we're getting there. Maybe one. We're getting there in terms of draft. I think no, no, all pro. No, nah, we a while away. We a while away from twelve all pros. We ain't, we ain't got twelve first round draft picks yet. We just get, uh, but I think within the next two years, I think we're catching. I think we're catching up to Bama draft wise, but we got to see the translation from college to pro from Georgia players. I think. We're the first year that you're really going to see most of those Georgia players that come off those teams be really, really good. Um, so, but shout out to Bama, man. This is, it, it, I, I, we talk a lot of noise. Talk, it's, this is football country down here, college football country. We talk a lot of shit, but Bama's been doing it. You do something, you do something that's impressive. You can't really hate. Yep. It's the Pro Bowl. These are the best guys again. And it's and it's twelve of them from one place. You got it, big dog. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely, man. Twelve, and that's not even talking about the people that didn't make it. This just the people. I that want are credit really, for really that good. part right there, where I said that they they get it after because because where they gonna be upset by that first Birmingham shot? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about. Um, let's talk about. <laughs> Brevin Galloway. Uh, Brevin Galloway. Oh, that's played. where you're going. I did not. <laughs> uh, Brevin Galloway uh, plays for the Clemson Tigers, plays basketball. Um, he actually. So. He was lifting weights. And somehow tore his nuts. Or his nuts <laughs> exploded. <laughs> uh, he actually had to go have surgery for testicular torsion um, following a weight training session at Clemson, which is insane. So testicular I'm torsion quitting. is when the testicle rotates. It twists the cords supplying blood to the scroll. <laughs> uh, this may occur after vigorous activity, a minor injury. It's a minor injury uh, or so a minor who? injury or to the testicles or sleep. So, so my stomach is hurting. <laughs> so if you and think you of the of makeup all, of everything... And it went. You like don't this. tell me what a minor injury is. <laughs> no, no, no. Say it's, not it that could be one. caused by a minor injury. A minor injury 
this could be caused by a minor injury. I don't know why you think a minor injury could cause this much major pain. <laughs> if this if this happens, that's a major injury. Oh, I don't know who who's who's writing the degree of injuries, but they may need to step into my office. Anything where this is the next step is major and the most major. <laughs> I w- I, we don't oh. have the photo. So he actually woke up from anesthesia and gave a, a explanation of what happened. He was lifting weights and he looked down. And he I'm said not giving message. you guys get the camera out of my face. He was on anesthesia, but he said his nuts had even more even a <laughs> hey, no all of i am i'm i don't know if y'all can tell i am currently uncomfortable even thinking about this yeah uh and, and for people to be asking him questions about this number one is terrible i am happy though that he is going to get paid from this um and has signed the nil deal the least you could do after i what i would consider probably a traumatic experience is to be able to at least be able to uh, to receive from some financial gain over the, the traumatizing experience you just went through. Yeah, people gonna listen to you. They sure enough gonna listen. Does that feel comfortable to you? If it feels comfortable to you when your hey, nuts exploded, stop. then it must feel comfortable to me too because my nuts are intact. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, speaking the, of nuts, the. Well, no, well, there are, yes, we can go. You want, let's go back to Tom Brady first. What's first lane. What's Tom Brady? Oh, you're talking about Tom Brady. Uh... Signing the deal with Fox for $375 million. Oh, wait, wait, wait. let's wait. Cause I, I'm going to do a lot of yelling about that. Cause I think that they should pay Lamar um, for that. But before that, yeah, you, you'll see. Um, this is dealers nuts too. <laughs> if thirteen, so we covered Jaden Rashada. We said that he backed off his commitment after an NIL contract worth an unprecedented thirteen point eight five million dollars fell through. Uh, the deal broke down. Uh, he was supposed to get paid two hundred and fifty k per month uh, as a freshman, two hundred and ninety one k per month as a sophomore, three hundred and seventy five k per month as a junior. And then 195k per month as a senior. I'm assuming that is a that went down because if he's living up to what he's supposed to be, he's going to be gone after his junior year anyway. Uh, well, as soon as he signed the letter of intent, Florida was like, ah, never mind. <laughs> or oh, not Florida, whatever booster promised him this nil deal. Florida, no, we ain't, <laughs> we ain't playing. These NIL deals ain't in lockstep with Florida. You're right. It's another quarterback we lost. I <laughs> I have issues with losing this as the school, but I have no issue with him walking away. You promised me my $13 million. Where's my $13 million? Where now, I'm going to tell you mil? that there is not a single way on this planet nor any planet near and or adjacent where you could pay me $250,000 a month and I'm going to survive and make it out of this place and make it to the NFL. Uh, At college, I would have got by half a million. I would have probably done a couple months of summer school. I would be up by a million. And yeah, I would probably just be on my way. But, uh, (laughs) and that's not me. Kids stay in school. But uh, 
you promise them my thirteen million dollars and don't have their money, they're gonna leave. They're gonna leave. And and the NCAA agreed with it, which is this the the larger picture is or discussion is they're they're going this is going to cause people to have to regulate the NIL. It's gonna have to. Because th- I think this is gonna happen more and more. Luckily well, he's I a five star quarterback that had a chance to go somewhere else. Imagine if he didn't I think they're to gonna go let him out and I think that they're gonna you know you can't do this but one time. You yeah. pull this trick bag, Bush League shit, where you promise somebody $13 million and be like, oh, don't got the money. Okay, I don't got the player. I'm out of <laughs> here, my friend. I'm not playing with you. Yeah, they're definitely out of there. He was de- and he, I mean, he was out of there immediately. As soon as they said no, hey. he said, I'm not showing up to campus. We're going to figure this out, but and I'm going to let you know where I'm not going to be. There. And you got my valuation up to $13 million. All right, I might have to take a pay cut. I'm at 10 all right, but I'm That's out. Fine. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, quickly, quickly. The University of Maryland is the only Power Five school with a black president, athletic director, and head football coach. Shout out to the University of Maryland, giving the opportunity to those uh, to move up that are already in the Division One ranks as well. Man, shout out to them, man. This is that's pretty. Now dirty. I wish that they would win some games, but. They have a chance this year. Um, they got Talia back, Tungavaloa. Clemson. This may be the first year Clemson does not reload. They always reload on defensive line. They always reload at receiver. Every year. Every year. Now, they do have... Uh, they do have... Uh, you know, the five star K Klubnik coming back who took DJU's spot, but the ACC is kind of wide open. I mean, UNC, Wake Forest, and Clemson were the teams last year. <laughs> Those T-R-A-S-H. were the teams. To trash, trash, <laughs> trash, trash, trash. Um, so I, 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 we will follow this team even close, more closely now because we want Maryland to do well because they have such a black black school yeah this this is well black leadership this is <laughs> this is the education trinity <laughs> the father son and the holy ghost you got the president ad and oh man but yeah, that's man. also the ability for them to probably sit down and have private conversations and pri and, and their influence especially in, in you know in maryland that that is where you really move a mountain yeah, man. Shout Let's out to the Mid Atlantic. Let's region. get this football team up and running. <laughs> Shout out oh, to them, man. More. It's also nuts. <laughs> so, uh, West Virginia recruit just committed to the University of West Virginia. He's a legacy. Um, his name is Tory Johnson Jr. Tory Johnson Jr.'s father, after he committed to West Virginia, says. From being in your mother's womb on West Virginia University's campus 17 years ago in 2006. Now you're about to be enrolled as a student athlete at the same place you were conceived. This is black dad embarrassing his father. I mean, his son times a thousand. This was definitely thought Fam. out. It's hilarious that hey. he said this. But hey. talking about what give, you- give me your Twitter. <laughs> give me your Twitter. Going to college, bro. <laughs> Ah, uh, but I mean, he's—I mean, if he's good, yeah. then he no. be a, 
I, it don't matter. Nah, this is where you and your dad had your first band to man conversation. Mm-hmm. You gonna take that down? I don't know. He looked like a DB. His dad looked like a linebacker. Might be a little different. <laughs> All right, I'll steal your phone. <laughs> I'll find a way. I mean, think that's about it. Two thousand six. Two. I mean, I grad. You know, two thousand seven, two thousand six. He was twenty two. That's that's the year above. That's Josh year. So I mean. He knows how to use Twitter. He got Twitter when it first came out. Clearly, he don't know how to use Twitter because of this tweet. <laughs> Give me your Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that's hilarious, though. I, you got to be mad. I'm offended on his behalf. You got to be big mad, though. All right, man. All right. Let's jump into this. Uh, where do we want to start in NFL? Do we want to start with everything else that's going on with the hirings, or do we want to start with uh, Dope? Uh, I mean, a, a lot of dope being taken. Um, we can talk about Tom Brady since he's the most relevant. Tom Brady just signed a 10-year, $375 million contract with Fox to be a commentator in which he will be he will broadcast in the year 2024, starting in the year 2024, $37.5 million a year potentially making more money than he's made in the NFL. That is insane. Ooh, see. <laughs> I won't point out the door if it happened again, though. Uh, <laughs> All right, Tori Johnson Jr., go, go find you. <laughs> you got you to gotta hope the door wasn't knocked down. Oh, there's a joke there. You, you, <laughs> you got it. You for sure got it. I was like, let me just lay it there right there. They pick it up, they pick it up. If they don't, then wasn't for them. Oh, man. But so, yeah. Um, go ahead. How you feel about Tom Brady, I want to congratulate Tom Brady on, you know, we always highlight your boy Cliff Kingsbury as being the most, you know, exceptional, mediocre man to ever walk the planet. Tom Brady's just the luckiest guy I've ever met. I mean, not ever met, ever seen to exist. <laughs> he had basically a very normal college athlete, normal body, has flipped that into being the greatest quarterback of all time. He married a supermodel. He had a beautiful family by her and now has decided to re-up and in his second in his second act of his career he's getting paid more than his first i don't know how you'd write a better script than this one and you he's going to take a year off and, and we know what he about he about to, to flourish <laughs> we Let's know what he about, he about to, to flourish I mean, he about to flourish he fresh, is about to freshly get single in the oven freshly retired and cook Three hundred and something million dollars, and I got, and the kids are gonna be, you know, back man, at my wife's house, <laughs> ex wife's house. Egg. Hey. Either way, Tommy is about to live it up. Them do a. He already posted now, Tom. See, look, and man. this is the issue. This is I where underwear you have to have bro. foresight. A, B, you played yourself. As you acted like you had some common sense, 
You could have stayed on that team, and now you and Tommy could be living the frat house life, chilling. You was already living at, at the house with Tom. Giselle is gone now. Well, y'all can bring him to the crib. Y'all can have a time of your life. <laughs> All you had yeah. to do is act like you had some sense. But he didn't. So this is why I'm going to yell at – Tom Brady about to get paid $37.5 million to talk about football. Thirty-seven and a half. Uh, 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 Tony Romo gets paid a hundred and fifty million dollars. Sean Payton just got is getting paid twenty million dollars to coach. If y'all don't pay Lamar Jackson that much, obviously the money in the situation is there everywhere. If y'all pay Lamar Jackson that money, y'all don't raise the salary cap and divvy up some of this money and some of these profits from all of these TV deals to the players and pay Lamar Jackson what he's worth. Y'all better shut the hell up. I don't really want to hear $37 million to talk about football. And let's be honest, we ain't really seen a whole lot of Tom Brady on TV. We don't know how good he is or bad. I mean, you can assume. You can try to assume, but you never know. You're missing the overarching larger opportunity here. A.B. could have been in them streets (laughs) living the good life. (laughs) Yeah, you know, my roommate... Tom Brady, possibly, you know, just the greatest quarterback of all time. So if y'all trying to come back over to the crib and kick it, you know, Tom will be there. We just going to be drinking and having a good time. Well, AD got CTE. Now this <laughs> yeah, he clearly played himself from what could have been. Man, that could have been the best roommate situation you ever had in your life. Tom Brady is my roommate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So Antonio, speaking of Antonio Brown, he blames James Harrison for his alleged CTE. So remember, we told y'all CTE. We said he had CTE three meltdowns ago, four meltdowns ago. I We said he had CTE at the blonde mustache, if you remember. That's when I was like, hey. <laughs> out of all of that, the blonde, out of all the things that AB has done, and he's done a lot of things, blonde mustache, I mean, the blonde mustache will always be top five, not five. That's a whole different level of audacity. Could you imagine if I dyed my just my mustache gold? But the other part about this, James Harrison played like twelve years, fourteen years. You said twenty years in it. I I I think that I think the AB is right. What you think I, that I 100%, but for AB to remember this, one of them hits that Harrison get, hit him with got him. You don't think it was the Bontez perfect hit? No, 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 no. I think it's conjunction of both. You let Bontez perfect hit you, and you let and you let uh Harrison hit you, yeah, scramble. First off, this video looks like AB is inebriated. In some way, shape, or form. You assume he's not? Yeah. No, that's what I just said. I said he looks oh, like him, he's and, him and Kanye putting on boots together. <laughs> so, I think he, ju- he jumped on Instagram. I think he, obviously, he stays in tune with everything that's said about him. And a lot of people have said it's CTE for years. And now... That they're saying that he's leaning into it. Dang, I did not have the sound on. You couldn't hear that. Sorry, people. Basically, uh, he leaned into saying 
that he has CTE from James Harrison. He said James Harrison had a legal helmet for 20 years, even though he only played, I think, 14. So. <laughs> Y'all pray for AB, man. But you're right, man. AB, you could have just been chilling with Tom. Tom wouldn't have got you hit. How many of the receivers that you know Tom Brady has had where they are just, like, debilitated afterwards? None. He ain't never get you hit. Tom ain't never get you knocked out. Ever. Yeah, man. You trying to see how many years Wyden Harris has played? No, no. I'm I'm just trying to... Maybe you just blew it, but yeah, prayers to him, but you could have been living the life. Um, Brady, you looking for a roommate, bro? I mean, you know it's Tom out there flourishing. I got this new job. My old, my my lady didn't left. She live across the street now. Oh, Tommy finna be in these streets. Yep, he is, man. Uh, Speaking of dope, though, a lot of dope. So I said AB was inebriated. I don't know what Arian Foster is. Uh, <laughs> Arian Foster says that the NFL script writers, uh, the NFL gave had a script. So let's listen real quick. For taping, uh, Arian was telling me about how the NFL is rigged and how every year he used to get a script. Yeah. Day one of training camp that would mm-hmm. get dropped off at his locker. Mm-hmm. And you would have to, you know, it was like week one, you'll do this. Week two, you're going to have a hamstring injury. Week three, this is going to happen. Yeah. Week four, you're going to get three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And so then you just have to, did you memorize those before the season started? Or would you go and rehearse the script before every game? Uh, we were really dedicated to it. So it was more so like um, that's what practice was about. It was about practicing the script. Like this is what goes on and this is what we have to do mm-hmm. in order to. Yeah. And this referee is uh... going to miss this call. Yeah, because they know. hate you yeah. and they love the Colts, yeah, that sort like, of thing. Uh, WWF, so it's like, you yeah, know, we know what's going to happen, but you still got to put on a show. Yeah. What did yeah. you think when you got the script in 2016 that said your career was going to fall off a cliff when you stopped believing in God? That was 2015. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. It's funny, before we start t- That is a hell of a troll question, which is awesome. Um, I wish we had the NFL post of all of the rebuttals to uh, – all of this accusations that the NFL wrote the script for this. Okay. So, uh, I did listen to the Joe button podcast, Patreon episode today in the episode. He actually calls Arian Foster and Arian Foster basically explains that this is all a bit. It's all made up. But I love it because Arian Foster, people think the Arian Foster is so crazy. And we all really believe this. We believe that he believed this. Well, so if it's just a bit, the Arian Foster is leaning into the fact of his persona, how he's how he was viewed in the NFL. Um, that that takes the humor out of this because they were killing Arian Foster for this. <laughs> Why? But the hum- but all of those were extremely funny. Every script joke that flew on the internet. The Falcons looking miss. at the script they did not. at the twenty eight three. Tom Brady looking at the script in nineteen ninety nine. Like, yes. <laughs> Yo, the Deshaun Watson, the Josh Gordon, 
Hell, the Atlanta Falcons. Every Robert Kraft in the joke massage parlor. Like, was on, funny <laughs> as hell. And I would like to personally thank Arian Foster. I did not know that. I mean, hell, Donovan Mitchell was talking about the NBA script. So, this is a joke we would have never gotten any other way. Great setup here. Great execution. Thank you, Arian Foster. Thank you, Arian Foster. As I'm going to tell you, I have laughed multiple times until my side hurt. The only person who made me laugh harder was Trent Dilfer. Trenty Trent Trent. So. (laughs) (laughs) I have been waiting since early this morning. I I would have not worked today just so I could record my conversation. (laughs) So let's listen to what Trent, Trent Dilfer had to say about the current quarterbacks that are retiring and how he feels about them. As you can see in the caption for those watching the video, the quote is, I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. It's not impressive. Here we go. Not impress me. It's super easy when you don't get hit as a quarterback and when you can't reroute receivers and when you can't hit guys across the middle. I love Tom Brady. I love Aaron Rodgers. I love these guys. It's not impressive. What's impressive is what they did. Modern day game. I would first of all, who whoever those who two guys is. who clapped. I know that ain't who I think it is. That's I fine. Who? Who? Yo, that that. I'm glad that I'm not the only person who felt that way. If <laughs> any time that there is a reference to a quarterback who is. <laughs> The worst quarterback on a Super Bowl team, it is Trent Dilfer. He is historically regarded as the least talented guy to win a Super Bowl. It's either him or Jim McMahon, right? Maybe Brad Johnson, I think. Brad Johnson? Oh, for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Yes. Yes. But Trent. You're all you're you're the guy I always brought. If you're having that conversation of guy who is probably the most trash to win a Super Bowl as a quarterback, you are never not invited to that conversation. You are and you're the first invite, your first ballot. Worst quarterback to ever win a championship. That is an accomplishment somewhere, somehow, because you did win a championship, but you are believed to be the worst quarterback to have ever done it. So I don't have a problem with what Trent Dilfer said. I think he's correct about he can't, can't say that about you can't hit the quarterback, right? That's true. These stats you can't hit a receiver. Of, these stats and all of this go. Hold on. These stats and all of this going up is because the rules have changed. This is an offensive game, similar to basketball. This is an offensive game. You're not gonna have any teams averaging. If you average 17 points, that gets you fired in your first year as a head coach, like Nathaniel Hackett. Not gonna have that anymore. He's an offensive coach. Can't hack it. You can't get hit. He's right. Tom Brady lobbied, and one of the things that a lot of people hated him for, he lobbies for roughing the passer calls. He's the reason that you can't hit a quarterback in the knee because he's the one that lobbied after he got his knee hurt. Nobody else, just Tom Brady, um, that you can't hit the quarterback in the knee. Peyton Manning got hit so hard his jaw broke, can't hit the quarterback in the head. Uh, Drew Brees just got hit hard. Nothing was illegal about the hit, 
that ended up letting them win the game to beat the San Francisco 49ers, one of those years that they made it to the NFC Championship game um, by Navarro Bowman, just because he just got hit too hard. And Trent Dilfer's correct about that because they don't make those rules for everybody else. You know, everybody else, all these other all these other uh, quarterbacks that, you know, have a certain look or demographic, they'll never get all them roughing the passer calls. Tom Brady get tackled hey, and laid hey, down. Aren't you aren't you fast? No, it don't matter. I'll run. It don't em. matter. I'm a quarterback. I'll, so my point I'll run is em. my point is Trent Dilfer was correct. But Trent Dilfer, you can't say that. You Trent Dilfer. You are not allowed to speak on Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Joe Montana can come up there and say, well, you know, if I would have played in these rules, I'd have eight championships instead of four. Uh, Steve Young. Steve there Young. There are plenty of guys. Uh, there are plenty of guys who can have this conversation. You, unfortunately, are not it. And you know what? I'm not in the business of telling people they can't have a conversation. You can have whatever conversation you want to have because I believe in free speech. But we got these jokes. <laughs> we have so many of these jokes that you should not destroy your own self by saying something just because it's right. Some things are better left unsaid. This is one from you, Trent. But congratulations, as you have made me laugh more than any comedian has in a very long time. I laughed at this entirely. I've shown this to all of my friends who will watch it, and I plan to watch this many, many more times. Hopefully, if I'm ever, ha you know, having a bad day or feeling sad, I'll laugh at Trent Dilfer. <laughs> if you would have just been good, <laughs> that's it. That came out wrong. That came out wrong. That came out. That came out exactly <laughs> how it was supposed to. If you were, if you were good, then this would mean something. Yeah. If but you were, due you to know... the fact that you're a flaming bag of garbage. Nobody wants to. No, we do want to hear this, but we just want to laugh at you, not with you. Yeah, I mean, this is like. Well, I can't even say that because he has a ring. See that the having the ring thing eliminates a lot of people that you could talk a noise about when it comes to this. But but I think in this case it's a detriment because every time that you bring up his ring, you also bring up these sucks. It's never like oh Trent Dilfer. Hard-nosed football player. It's Trent Dilfer. Oh, you you remember the guy that was the worst quarterback to ever win a Super Bowl? That guy. They interviewed it. They just showed, yes. you know, Super Bowl week. So they just showed, like, they're going through on NFL Network, like the Super Bowls and all of that stuff, yeah. those those uh, magical season documentaries, and they just showed the Ravens. They interviewed everybody, including Trent Dilfer. They talked about offense with Trent Dilfer in one interview. Everything else was talking about the defense and the defense only. <laughs> like, you got to be – you didn't really do anything on that team. Like, the defense – did the absolute least of a person who ever won a Super Think about what you had to do. You are you are Joe McElroy. You are the Alabama quarterback. You were the game manager. You are King Coattail. You had Jamal Lewis at running back. You know who you are? Back. You're Stetson Bennett. You had Jamal Lewis at running back. Stetson Bennett got two. You had Jamal Lewis at running back. You have you had Shannon Sharp at tight end with Todd Heap at tight end. 
they were running the double tight end uh run the ball offense. I don't even remember who the who their who their who their uh wide receivers were. Was Derek Mason there then? Yes. Derek Mason. And then they had the you know speedy how return bad of a guy. quarterback that you have to be that, that people don't know that you're wide receivers. Tom and Brady made Julian Edelman Hall of household Famer. name. Hall of Famer, that's crazy. Which is crazy because Wes Welker. Crazy because I feel like uh, uh, Trey Brown and, and Deion Branch are severely underrated compared to I mean Troy Brown compared to Edelman and whoever else you're talking about. Troy Brown played DB and wide receiver and return punts. And he was the DB in the AFC Championship game. And, and he Peyton made Manning. lunch for the team. And, and he was the DB against Peyton Manning. He was good. Like, Troy Brown is underrated. Deion Branch was really good. But, you know, the Patriot way. Once you become really good, go get your money elsewhere. It's not the Patriot <laughs> way. We're not calling it the Patriot way until the Patriots do something. It is the Tom Brady way. Tom no. Brady went to Tampa and won a championship. No, 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 no. You, you, you jumped in before you let me finish my point. My point is the Patriots, no matter who's there, the Bill Belichick uh, way is you. we get you when you're younger, we show that you're really, really good, and then when it's time to pay you, you go elsewhere. That's how it is, and that's what they did with those two receivers. And then they kept Edelman, and they kept because they became cool with Brady. So, but to tie this all in, Trent Dilfer, you, sir, to, to put a bow on this, guys shut the fuck up. You don't get to talk. You don't get to talk. No, you don't. No, you do not. Continue to tweet and talk so I can have something to laugh about during the difficult. See, Joe. Ah, damn, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. It's your boy, Joe. You know, before Tom, I, I, you know, you right there. You're not Tom, but you super close to Tom. Have an immense amount of respect for you. And then you go say, I don't, I'm going through a real rough period in my, in my life. All the people who I did not think were something, they end up being that later. I, I thought hey, you said all every the people podcast you in the world. <laughs> Dion is a sham. Ed Reed going on live. And that Jerry Rice with that gold encrusted, ruby encrusted helmet. And now Joe Joe Montana telling us that he stars Jimmy Garoppolo. How, Joe? I, I mean, so here's the thing. They asked Joe next year in terms of the situation, who would be your starting quarterback? He said you would re-sign Jimmy and start Jimmy. That is the absolute worst case scenario. Yeah, unless you look at the quarterbacks and that's you never have. Going to happen. But look at the quarterbacks you have. You have Trey Lance, never played a game or played one game in three years. You have Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, just towards UCL, which is a baseball injury. Then you have Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo is the only person with legit experience on that team. I mean, you, you can't bring him back. I mean, so I Are see you- what he's saying why you start Jimmy. But I think Joe neglected the point that you traded four first round, four four picks for uh, three first round picks for four picks for Trey Lance, 
and Brock Purdy pretty much took his job. And Jimmy Garoppolo has been benched not once, not twice, but three times, as well as being hurt. A lady. So, at some point, the 49ers, I mean, 49ers got to figure it out. 49ers got to figure it out. I mean, Trey Lance is going to be healthy to start the season. You have to start him. You used all of your draft capital to get him. Why do you think you could just make him a backup? Because Brock Purdy is undefeated when healthy. Yeah, and you well now. <laughs> the, the, the same thing I, happened these... with Trent Green and uh and and Kurt Warner. The same thing happened with Drew Bledsoe and Phillip Rivers. The starting quarterback got hurt. Same thing happened with Drew Bledsoe and Tom Brady. The starting quarterback gets hurt. The backup comes in as a rookie and manages the game until they learn and then they end up building the offense around them. Same thing happened with Tom Brady. It's the exact same. The thing issue actually. with this is Except for they won the Super Bowl. is that you have another front office that's done everything else really good. So you can't even really get mad and say, I'll fire somebody. Because you can't. Because uh-uh. as no. soon as you fire them, they'll be hired immediately. Any of those front office people, they're going to get jobs immediately. Because they've done everything else so right. Why was it's actually a very well keep going? Hmm? I was trying to understand you. So, the reason I'm saying that is that you have spent a ton of draft capital in Trey Lance. And if you don't, if Trey Lance doesn't pan out, you that's a big miss. It's a very big miss. I think you traded four draft picks for him. Mm-hmm. If you weren't winning. That that will get you fired. Eventually, you're not moving to the next step because you don't have a quarterback. Somebody's got to be to blame, and that's got to be the person who said pick Trey Lance. And you just traded the best of all the rest of your picks for Christian McCaffrey. So, uh, I mean, you could always you can't, just go you can't get Aaron Rodgers to get to these. Think about how many times nah, the 49ers did not. The 49ers did not take the next step because of what? Quarterback. That's been for the last like three or four years. Shanahan has been there. That uh, team that's never different, been but it's Garoppolo, team. though. It's Garoppolo. They had Garoppolo. No, but this year they, the they year... traded they traded for Trey Lance so he could be the guy. He's got his ankle broke. Excuse me. But the year before Garoppolo was hurt too, remember? That's when they had all the mother dudes. Mother yeah. and, and the other guy. Nick Mullen and uh, uh, Bester or whatever his name was. I forgot. CJ something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they 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 have as as well put together as that team is. They kind of are falling into a point where they're like, oh, well, we can just never get a quarterback. That that's a bad place to be. How many more times do you think Kill going to keep rocking with third string guy? Well, I mean. You keep making it to the NFC Championship game, y'all just gonna have to figure it that out. Is, and mean. that that is kind of the that that's the tricky part is nobody else is consistently successful, but you you know how this story ends every time. In the NFC Championship game, and with a not for with nothing, a quarterback who nobody knows, and not for nothing. I mean, 
You never know. He now it, it might be a blessing in disguise for the 49ers because if he had won that game, then you had to play. Uh, no, that's never the answer. Super Bowl is always the answer. You are wild. If he went to the Super Bowl and and went 11 and 0 and led that team to the Super Bowl, there's no way that he doesn't come into training camp as the number one. There's no way. You know how 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 people will people won't care if you if you went to the Super Bowl, they would not care. You won the Super Bowl, they could tell you all four of them picks could go to hell. <laughs> Cuz as much as you missed on Trey Lance, you knocked it out of the park with Brock Purdy. Yeah, and it, that just all you got to do is tell them that. Just tell them, you know, have them go fix it on Wikipedia. Brock Purdy was drafted at Trey Lance's spot, and Trey Lance was drafted at Brock Purdy's spot. Hit him with the men in black flashy thing, all is forgotten. We got a championship. Yeah. We'll see, man. It, that is an interesting storyline, to say the least, for next year. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? Uh, Trey Lance. He's the only. Jimmy has to go. I agree. You spent all of that. You have to. Jimmy's gone. Jimmy's a free agent. I agree because you spent all that draft capital. But I mean. But we also, in the back of our minds, we know that this is going to crash and burn. We're trying to see how it ends. They ain't crashed and burned yet. They've been been chugging along. But how many times you keep driving into that wall before that thing blew up? You got Debo on the contract. You got Kittle under it's contract. Go, you got Trent Williams. It's going to go contract. one of two ways. Either they're going to finally break through and, and win a championship, or they're going to be the team that was always knocking on Destiny's door. And I'm trying to trade Trey Lance, and you don't have any draft picks. A defensive player. I don't know which one it is. It can't be the any of the linebackers. And it can't be any other defensive line. Maybe, maybe a secondary player to the Bears. And yeah, Justin Fields. Mm. I would do that. Mm. That's all you can do. Yeah, honestly, honestly, you don't have enough picks to talk to me, Justin Fields. You don't. That's why I'm saying you gonna have to throw in players, and they got the defensive players to throw in. But and they're also looking for you a know, defensive coordinator. No, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you think I'm going to give you the better quarterback for the quarterback that you don't want, then I want, I'm going to want something extremely, extremely expensive. I'm saying, hand me a Bosa. You want a quarterback, right? I'm not giving you Bosa, but um... give me, give me Trent. I'm give, I'm, I'm, I ain't taking something. I'm coming back. <laughs> what Denzel say? I'm leaving here with something. I'll give you Trent. Trent's like 34. I'll give you Trent. 32. It's 32. I'll give you Trent. Yeah. Trent could be 42 the way he's knocking humans out. <laughs> yep. Uh, speaking of quarterbacks, though, Patrick Mahomes can walk off the field right now, drive home, and never play another NFL snap, according to Rich Orenberger, and he'd be a first battle Hall of Famer. Five seasons in the NFL. And this has never happened before. His mind-blowing talent. 2018, in a, hosted the NFC cha- AFC Championship game. 2019, hosted the AFC Championship game, won the Super Bowl. 2020, hosted the NFC Championship game, lost the Super Bowl, but wasn't his fault. Probably was the most valuable player 
out there on the field against Tampa Bay, including Tom Brady being there. And he was the better quarterback and was the most valuable player out there. Um, 2021 hosted the AFC championship game. They ended up getting upset by the Bengals. 2022 hosted the AFC championship game and are going back to the Super Bowl for the third time in five years. And again, his first year, he just didn't start because he was a rookie and they ushered Alex Smith right on out of there after that. My boy, Alex Smith. Uh, I mean, I've been trying to communicate this for a very long time. I think to start this season, he'd already had a better career than Dan Marino. As soon as you have a better career than Dan Marino, what are we even talking about? There are so few people who've had a better career than Dan Marino. You're not just Hall of Fame. You're toppest of tier already. I mean, think about all the people who you wouldn't even put. Brett Favre or Patrick Mahomes. Think about this. The most TDs by a QB receiver duo in postseason is Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. They played together for a long while. They're at 15. Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are at 13 right now. And they've got probably three or four more years left. I don't – Mahomes got like 10 years. Kelsey, I think, is probably going into his – He's at he's at the peak right now. I think eventually he's he's about to get to the downtrodden part. But I mean, the way well, that Andy Reid is coaching, Kelsey might be able to play another five six years. <laughs> and you, this is not on this, but you know they're you know who they're looking at. The tight end that was at uh, Utah, that's who they're supposed Dalton to draft. Kincaid. So yeah, you could have like we talked about earlier with Shannon Sharp and Todd Heath. Yeah, Kelsey will. I mean, because the other Kelsey's ability to always get open, always be, be valuable open. for five he more can years. Get, Kelsey can get open, and CJ he can Bether, be schemed you, open, and he could get schemed yes. open as well, which is insane. That ain't low key, right now. I mean, Gronk was just big and unstoppable, um, but Kelsey has entered that conversation because what made Gronk Gronk was the AFC champion. I'm actually watching that right now. The AFC championship game in which the New England Patriots beat the Kansas City Chiefs, um, where they basically just lined Gronk up out wide and said, we're throwing it to Gronk every single time down the field. Um, Now, Travis Kelsey, who did that last year against the Bills, I mean, at this point, he is unstoppable. Like, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do against him. You can't double-team him because Patrick Mahomes is too good. There's too many other ancillary or other pieces that can be open as well. And then you can do. So let me ask Let me ask you a question. Hypothetically, they win this Super Bowl. Is his career better than Aaron Rodgers? Yes. This is, his well, career is comparable you, you, to Aaron Rodgers right now, I would assume. Well, Aaron Rodgers got two MVPs, two or three. Patrick Mahomes has but one, Aaron Rodgers has two. I, but I'm saying if he wins his second championship, I think that he's better. I don't know that I don't know of a way to put Aaron Rodgers in front of him ever again. And he if you can't put Aaron Rodgers in front of him, wait, oh, is he better than Drew Brees? Yes. Yes. 
He running it up. I mean, now Drew Brees like, got one, really two championships, him. two championships. All them people you talking about with one, you can't have that conversation with me because now you're trying to compare your career on superlatives, on everything else, on all of these other accolades. MVP got one of them. On uh, on uh, um, um, offensive player of the year got one of them. On on so, uh, quarterback so the of the year got three of those. So so if he wins the Super Bowl. Then and this will be year six coming up for him, right? Mm-hmm. That means that the only people who I can think of readily available to even talk to him in year six of his career is Tom Brady, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning, Terry Bradshaw, Terry Bradshaw, Joe Montana, Joe Montana, Trey. I mean, yeah, yeah, Troy Aikman. I think yeah. that we have. Yeah. I think yeah. I think you gotta like. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think of all those guys. I don't think that. I think Troy is probably the worst. But he won so much. You can't. Roger Staubach probably like, can too. Roger Staubach was really good. I, you before now, my time. At that I, part, I, that's where I stopped you because I can't go yeah. to the sixties. In the fifties, I can stop. But, but what I'm saying is, you automatically. I mean, if he wins this Super Bowl, he zoomed past Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of his his stuff is just longevity, consistently doing it. Mahomes zoomed past him in six years. He clept through his career. Well, I mean, we can. We, I mean, there's a conversation with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, man, he put himself above the team. I mean. And Aaron Rodgers oh, is yeah, the yeah, reason absolutely. that they lost most of the NFC Championship games, except for the one against the Falcons. They just got outclassed against the Falcons. But uh, most of the other times, he's the reason that they lost. Nobody else. You. You played poorly. You played poorly against the Lions. You played poorly against the Buccaneers. You played poorly against the Falcons. Lions. You played poorly against the against the um, oh. the Eagles. You played poorly against the 49ers. You. So, there's a conversation that be I mean, had about Aaron Rodgers being, but you know, I just don't think that people have really considered how fast he's moving up. And it's not that he's moving up; he's moving past the people who you have the utmost respect for. He is running past them. Well, yes, he is. That's attributed again. He also hit the hit the NFL in the most quarterback friendly era of all time right as Trent Dilfer said you can't really touch the receiver you can't reroute him you can't he can't get hit and he's mobile enough but he's good enough. so there is there is the Trey Young effect here where you've had more opportunity than anybody else but at the same time the stuff that you're doing is better than anybody else has done mm, like the, the eye test we've is, seen though, is crazy the other part about this is there's nobody who, who you, you got to have somebody in your era be close to you first because you can say that, hey, man, it's a quarterback friendly era. Well, then show me somebody else who can do what I'm doing. At least one. You know, like Tom, Tom and and Tom and Peyton. Well, I guess this is kind of how the Tom versus Peyton thing happened is Tom kept winning them and Maybe and maybe that that's what that's what Josh Allen or Joe Burrow ends up being is the Peyton Manning who just gets his two. 
which is still a lot, but you just ain't in that category with Tom. Tom Brady has thrown for how many yards in his career? He's like the leader, right? He's the leader. In like 80,000 yards. yards career. He's thrown. Um, he's thrown for so many yards when they told me how many it was. Thousand, said, he's thrown for 89,000 yards. 89,200 yards. He did that in 22 years. 21 years. We'll say 20 years because 2000, he ain't really played. 2008, he got hurt. 20 years, he threw for 89,000 yards. Patrick Mahomes is in year five and has thrown for 25,000 yards. That means if he stays on this pace, which I don't expect, but if he stays on this pace, he will have thrown for 100,000 yards. 100,000 yards. Yards. Prayers to AFC cornerback because y'all can get y'all ass tore up, boy. <laughs> 80,000. Imagine being 25,000 yards in five years. He did not play his first year. So his first year, he only threw for 284 yards. So we'll take that 200 yards away and we'll just leave it at 24,000 yards even. He's thrown for 24,000 yards in five years. He's thrown for Ain't 192 no touchdowns. He's thrown for 192 touchdowns in five years. That's 40 touchdowns a year almost. And y'all in one year, playing. he only he played 14 Super Bowls early. He's going to get out of here. <laughs> 10 years. If he wins five Super Bowls in 10 years or something crazy like that, I know that's a lot of pressure, but I mean, hell, he'll, I mean, we are seeing. Looks like he's dealing with it pretty well. We are seeing. We are seeing LeBron, Pat Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant. No. We're seeing Magic Johnson. That's who we're seeing. Not see, Magic Johnson not came in. Any of that. Magic oh. Johnson came in rookie year and won, the, and won a championship. Magic Johnson came in and was um, as soon as he started, he was immediately the best player or the second best player on his team. Patrick Mahomes came in and Everybody knew he was better than Alex Smith. And then the next year, he started in the first year, his second year in the league, first year as a starter, he won a Super Bowl. Wait, hold on. But, oh, the Magic had, but. Hmm? Did they have a championship before Magic? The Lakers? Yeah. Yes. What I'm talking about, no, but Kareem did not have one, right? No, Kareem had multiple. Kareem won with the Bucks. Yes, you're right. Wow. But I'm no, what I was I was trying to remember had they won one as the Lakers with Kareem. But no, then because because what I'm saying is like the Chiefs before Mahomes, there was okay. nothing. The yeah, championship I mean, I, started. No, I mean they didn't win a championship, but I'm saying they they yes. they made it to the AFC division. They made the playoffs consistently. But yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. But and they did have a championship. Him, they won a championship in the sixties. They mean the okay, what I'm saying is like modern era. Now, if you go from 60s to 2018, I mean, if you don't say that, then no, the, the Lakers 60s. didn't have any. If you want to say that, because I mean, the Lakers won theirs in the but, 50s, 60s. But Kareem already had a championship. Mahomes is like the originator of this era of the Chiefs. 
I don't I don't know if you've ever seen anybody who starts their career this good. He just might. He's across in sports. A class I think own. Magic Johnson would be would be in that mode. That's the only person I could think but, of that would be in that mode it, but, of starting. But he was partnered with our with, with Kareem. Yeah, Holmes is like it's me, and we find some other guys to go with me. That's I, the reason. I think I give I, him a little bit more credit because because he has to be. Like the leader of this team, basically as as a fresh out of college. So it was me. Okay, I agree to disagree. Magic was the same way. <laughs> like Magic was but the same with, thing, but with everything. Kareem. Okay. Oh, all right. That's fine. I mean, okay. Patrick Mahomes also had the was fortunate enough to get Andy Reid. Versus, I mean, it's the same thing. You had an unproven and you had an unproven coach. You had a un, you had a proven coach. You had an unproven coach with Magic. He had Pat Riley. You're right. So I mean, it's you're right, and and that is kind of the swap. Is you it's had kind a of pulling coach. straws. Uh, uh, so I'm not really arguing with you. I'm actually agreeing with you. you had Kareem, but I think the dynamic of the teams. He had Kareem. Well, you had Andy Reid, who had already made a Super Bowl, and if it wasn't for Tom Brady, would have won the Super Bowl. And and he had, I think he, Andy Reid made it to four straight NFC Championship games with the Eagles and Donovan. Right. So he's fortunate enough to fall into Andy Reid. But to to say that to to piggyback on what you were saying in terms of starting, what I was saying earlier is he's also fortunate enough to play in the best era for quarterbacks. And you pair that with Andy Reid, who was one of the most innovative offensive minds of modern football, is the same way you had with like. Almost every type of dynasty, right? So you had uh, the 49ers is what I can think of with Bill Walsh. The 49ers became the Bill Walsh 49ers because of the West Coast offense. He invented the West Coast offense, and they came out there with Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, and John Taylor when and Roger Craig when they were basically running the ball. I think they won in like 88, 86. 84 was when the Bears were running the wing tee. With Jim McMahon and 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 uh, uh, Walter Payton and sending one person deep every play and just playing defense, so I think he's been benefited from him being actually the one to uh, benefit from coming in at the same time, and his talent being so much better and evolved for this, which is why a lot of people talk about Tom Brady because Tom Brady evolved with football or lobby football to evolve to his skill set. Either way, however you want to talk about it. Uh, let's go to Philly real quick. Since we talked about Kansas City, Philly won the NFC Championship. Philly's wild. Uh, stories told in four pictures. Uh, <laughs> this is this is a very Philadelphia thing to do. Turn up. Uh, you climb up on top. First of, of all, your folders. ass ain't had no business up there in the first place. Yep. Then you fell and got hurt, hurt your neck. And she's got a big grin on her face. And the lady looking at her like, you fool. You fool. Look at, look at I don't even watch football. This, That's how she looks. <laughs> and I'm definitely not watching it now. And in true Philly fan, she's unbothered. Hey, man, I'm not going to lie. If I, There she is right there. Oh, they fell through. Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah. Well, you was, well, what y'all think that? What y'all think bus stops made out of? 
Yeah, we uh, America's cheap. Clearly, vibranium. <laughs> Not vibranium, aluminum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but Made of fools, luckily, clearly. Stacked luckily on top. Luckily, she's okay. Um, she did. I think she didn't hurt her neck, but she's fine. Of course, she let everybody know that she's fine via social media. So, it is what it is. Uh, shout out to Adam Lockwood will be the fourth woman and first black woman to coach in the Super Bowl. Um, she's an assistant sports performance coach. Uh, she works mainly with the DBs and, uh, skill positions, I should say. Um, this is, I hate that somebody says sweet who cares what color she is anyway. Good job either way. I don't, I don't, I don't like that comment because you, you don't understand the importance and the struggle that not only black people have had to get ahead, but black women have had to get ahead. So shout out specifically to her. Autumn and Lockwood. stop qualifying other people's successes. Mind your business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Autumn. Yeah. Congratulations, Autumn. Uh, if you're going for the Eagles, that's just another reason for you to go for the Eagles. Ah, Philly, Go first Chiefs. team to have four players record 10-plus sacks. Hassan Riddick has 16 sacks. The Eagles got to win this year because they got a lot of people to pay. Josh Sweat had 11 sacks. Brandon Graham, who everybody thought his career was over because memory towards Achilles, 11 sacks. Javon Hargrave, 11 sacks. Now, I will say you probably, if this is what, 33 plus 16 is uh, 49, you probably got to give – so that's 50. We'll say 50. You probably got to get 25 sacks of them to the defensive tackles. Because those two guys pretty much. Monsters. Uh, Fletcher Cox and, and Jordan Davis just pretty much eat up blocks. You can't double team anybody. And you can't run outside because the linebackers are free. They have built their. They're an evolved version of the Ravens from the 2000s to me. That's what it looks like to me. And at front, at front seven is insulated. You gonna, They're going to get the matchup that they want. Every time. And it's tough on you, man. It's tough really tough. on you. Tough on you, man. So, this will be a great game. We'll talk more about it this Saturday because the game is on Sunday. Um, it'll be interesting. It will be interesting. Uh, Derek Carr. <laughs> Derek Carr trolled himself saying his invitation to the Pro Bowl got lost in the mail for the past seasons, but he's going back to Pro Bowl number four. See you in Vegas. Uh for our Baltimore fans that keep saying Huntley is a Pro Bowl quarterback, that is true. He would make the Pro Bowl. Pay him. Pay him and Lamar. You got two Pro Bowl quarterbacks, one's an MVP. You better pay both of them. Or you could try to trade well, Huntley and let me know how that works out. Nobody about to pay. <laughs> let me tell you, you might as well stop even telling people you're a Pro Bowler. <laughs> I, this ain't it. And this is the reason it's a flag football game. You got Josh Allen opting out to go play Pebble Beach. It's over. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I actually Bowl watched the Pro kinda... Bowl. I liked the flag football. It was actually very entertaining and organized the way they had it. But I don't know if you'll ever you know get how, You know how long that's going to be good? This year. <laughs> Un- this until somebody gets hurt. Tyreek got laid out, boy. Woo, but I, I mean, laid out. But I mean, but to me, that's fine. But like, you know, when they used to have like the in the different tests, then see Seahorn like towards ACL or something. That was kind of over after that. 
Same thing with this. I like or, to see it, but well, players started it's just opting high risk. out of that when uh, Robert Edwards tore his knee from UGA. Yeah, tore his knee in the volleyball that was it. game. Once that happened, that's when it started quietly, and then once somebody else got hurt, it was like no more. We're not going. So, um, just want to throw this out there: your weekly Lamar Jackson update. Franchise tag amounts for wide receiver. I mean, for quarterbacks in twenty twenty three. $32.416 million, as we reported on before. Lamar and the Ravens are $100 million off on guaranteed money in contract negotiations. Also keep in mind this 19.74 for T. Higgins. Talked about that with the Falcons as well. Uh, that's a lot of money. Get us one by hook or by crook. <laughs> uh, by check or debit. One of these people will be coming to the Falcons, we hope. Uh, but just keep in mind, if – Again, I've never I can't remember a player that's played under the franchise or and and played the season under the franchise tag that was good and actually ended up staying with the team. So y'all make sure y'all pay attention to that, man. Do we want to talk about Eli Apple? Eli Apple has a lot of mouth pause if necessary. Um talks a lot of shit. And apparently a lot of players don't like him. Sauce Gardner says his performance don't match his words on uh, Eli Apple and his social media trolling of other NFL players. Eli Apple is the Patrick Beverly of the NFL. Wow. Down the field. I mean, he's so explosive. Sauce Gardner is able to sit on him. Moves CLA as well. Play fake. Burrow. Step. He'll dial up the deep ball. Jamar Chase. Broken up. Uh, so those are just uh, Sauce Gardner um, highlights. But basically... A lot of people don't like Eli Apple. He is a known troller. Like, he is the troller. Please, please play the Shady clip before we get out of here. Which Shady clip? Oh, this one? Go to the next one. <laughs> Shady McCoy went on the Bengals. Uh, Bengals went in on him. Uh, and I'm going to give Pat Bev some respect. They were trying to compare Eli Apple. They to were. Pat I, saw, <laughs> I said, hold up. Now, right now, Pat Bev might not be doing a lot. Kevin Durant oh. will never have a better chance. Sorry, my bad. Start that over. Hey, uh, and I'm gonna give Pat Bev some respect. They were trying to compare Eli Apple. They with were. Pat Bev. I, saw, <laughs> I said, hold up. Now, right now, Pat Bev might not be doing a lot, and he do a lot of trolling. I said, but Pat Bev got a first team all defense. Yeah, he did. Where, 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 where Eli Apple? Oh wait, first first team defense, and he was uh, a journeyman. He was cross seas, and he got his stuff together. Yeah. Compared to Eli Apple, was with the tip pick in the first round, and year seven, he's been on four teams. They different. And he got yeah, no all pro bowls. He got, he got zero pro bowls. I mean, like, <laughs> he barely could pick his own number. So my thing is, like, they different. They different levels of ball players. <laughs> he said that man could barely pick his own. Wait, wait, wait. He said he can. Oh. Give you. He got to explain uh, that. He got to. Oh, uh, you look like you're a 32. Take that. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're kind of tall. You'll look good in 28. Take that. 42. <laughs> Come on, man. Like th- this how bad you got to be. You go, hey, uh, and I'm going to give Pat Yo, Bev. when he said that that dude don't get to pick his own jersey, I was done. <laughs> I love Shady. <laughs> that and the, the quotable deck is ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. I mean, Eli Apple, this is, this is the role that you get when you try to play the villain. When you are the villain, this is what happens. People, people take shots at you, and you can't be the villain and not produce. I mean. We, yes, you can. I mean, 
Go ahead, take your shot. I I, I, I laid it up for you. Take your shot. Nah, nah, I'm not gonna do that. That's nah, lazy. <laughs> but if they win, you you validated him. All he has to do is win one, and Eli Apple will be. It's nothing you can do after that. Oh. He, he and there's there's nothing you could do except for. Because he'll always be able to say, well, I was a champion. Well, you got to get there first because I feel like he's about to be the first one cut off the Bengals. So, because he's a free agent. And they're first not one out, son. <laughs> last Almost in first, Last in, first out. Uh, real quickly, real quickly, shout out to Brian Flores. We always going to cover Brian Flores. We know we've been here a while, but we always going to cover Brian Flores. He has been hired as the defensive coordinator for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, he was one of the last remaining candidates for the Arizona Cardinals head coaching job, as well as he was a candidate for multiple teams for defensive coordinator. He ended up landing with the Vikings. Shout out to Brian Flores. Shout out to uh, Mike Tomlin for giving him a shot or giving him another job in the NFL. We still don't know what happened with all of the lawsuit stuff, but we're going to see how it plays out. <laughs> we going to see. Uh, and then finally, oh, uh, I wanted to say to a felt to to a Georgia Bulldog, uh, shout out to AJ Green. AJ Green called it a career. Uh, he has announced his retirement after 11 years in the NFL. Um, shout out to AJ Green, man. Well earned. Yeah, congratulations on on a dominant career, being one of the more exciting receivers. Got to be Hall of Fame, right? Constantly. Yeah, absolutely. Got to be Hall of Fame. Um. Yeah, he's actually one of the Georgia players I really like a lot. Surprisingly, you know that's um, what we were trying to get. We weren't trying to go after Julio. We were trying to get AJ Green, and Cincinnati took him one pick ahead of us. And when we traded with Cleveland, so we was like, "Well, we got to get Julio. <laughs> like, yeah. We got to get Julio." It's a hell of a consolation. You th- y'all think AJ Green's underrated? Wow, I don't think he's underrated at all, personally. Uh, I think he gets all of his respect. I, I just think, you know. Yeah, I, I think he's properly rated. Mm-hmm. Very much. Well, so. it depends on what circle you are into. I think that there are there there is a community of people who don't give him nearly enough respect. But there's also a a, a, a good amount of us who know who he is and what he was. Him at Georgia, he, he at Georgia, he's the reason that so many coordinators got fired because Georgia was had him. Uh, they had all those running backs, and you still were losing to South Carolina. Like you can't do that with yep. all that talent. So, uh, Ooh, boy, that was a good time. <laughs> well, now you losing to Vanderbilt. So, with okay. that being said, Thank ladies, you, and, ladies gentlemen, and gentlemen, we've <laughs> come to the end of episode eighty nine of the Splashcast, the Around the League edition, uh, Monday Night Raw. We appreciate y'all hanging in with us, man. This was a long show, but we told you we had a whole, whole, whole lot of work whole lot of whole lot of stories and of course there was a whole lot of chaos that went around we get, got punched so we had to so with that being said no we ain't missing anything take us out ladies and gentlemen children of all ages thank you for the the hanging out through the audio and video experience we are coming to the close of another one <laughs> number one number one number one more black baseball and we're looking for baseball to start again i'm kind of missing my braves number two more black cowboys and cowgirls number three historically black college university in your neighborhood nope 
the one that your cousin went to, the one that you went to, the one that your mother went to, the one that your homegirl from 17 years ago went to. Send some money over there on their behalf. The historically black college and univer uh, university in your neighborhood, the one that you go tailgate in, the one that you go kick it, you go to step shows, whatever it may be, send some money over there. And then once again, the greatest learning institution in all the world, the Hampton University. Send some money over there. Send your entire check, your pension. If you got a bonus, send it all to Hampton. Tell them Splashcast told you to do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. We appreciate y'all. Y'all make sure y'all like, follow, subscribe, uh, rate, review us, tell a friend, tell a friend. Uh, and we love y'all, man. Stay safe. Peace. Peace. This is the Splashcast weekly schedule. You can find us on Monday, Monday Night Raw. That is the Around the League edition where we cover all of the major leagues around the league. Tuesday is the ATL edition. Braves, Falcons, Hawks. Wednesday is when the playlist comes out. It's a Splash Cash 24, 12, or 36 pack, just depending on the music. Thursday, for everybody who was not able to catch us live on Monday, they can catch up there on the Around the League edition. And then Saturday, of course, we bet beers for Saturday Morning Live. If you ever need to find us, we can be found at thesplashcast.com and, of course, via Instagram, at thesplashcast. Welcome to the Splashcast. You can find us at the link below. You can find the podcast versus audio and visual on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Our social media, Instagram, uh, Twitter is at underscore the Splashcast. We can also be found on Twitch. We can be found on Facebook, TikTok. Also below that, those are our episode playlists. The newest one is always up. We can be found on Apple Music. We can be found on Spotify. There is a playlist home, which is for all of the different playlists. And then we have the playlist master list, which is every song that's ever been on any of the playlists. And of course, for all of you podcasters, we can be found on Anchor at the Splashcast. trying to prove something robbing peter just to pay paul i can't be around these niggas that ain't never lose nothing we think different things starting to really seem different everything that i was raised on like honesty and integrity start disappearing you gotta watch what you be doing to god's children hell no it's not a threat but when karma come he gonna lay it down and let her do something to you i try not to overstep the human in me gotta cry, forgive me.